What is up, people? And thank you guys for listening to this edition of the New Generation Sports Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and we got a great show lined up today. It's been a little bit of a while, but since we've been on the air talking anything regarding sports, we've done playing Hero and Imperial Broadcast, but we've been in a little bit of a mini hiatus, I would say. The last, uh, last uh, podcast we did was before free agency began. Boy, has the NBA completely changed. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel bad for anyone who who listened to one of our sports podcasts after the NBA Finals, not, you know, or, you know, or after the NBA Draft, rather, um, because the NBA is just it's upside down. I mean, it's literally NBA 2K at this point, um, fantasy basketball. So uh, we got a lot to talk about. It wasn't a great uh, <laughs> season for my Knicks. Let's get that out the way. I said on the show, I thought that Durant, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I thought that Durant would, would be a Nick, and then uh, things changed when he got hurt. And then, then that stuff seemed very, very likely, and that's what happened. Uh, so we'll get to him later in the show. We'll also talk plenty of stuff with the Lakers. Of course, we're going to get to Kawhi. Um, and, and really all this stuff, because we really haven't gotten to break down any of these signings. So this should be a great show. Hope you guys enjoy it. When we talk hoops, we usually bring our best stuff, so we're going to try to do it today as well. Joining me is my co-host, as always, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's up, dude? What are you looking forward to talking about today? Yeah, what's up, EJ? Uh, NBA free agency is pretty much all we're talking about. So if you're a football fan or a baseball fan, not the podcast for you. But if you are a basketball fan, basketball junkie, which nowadays most people are, um, to some extent, a lot of basketball stuff to talk about. So it be very exciting. we got to start a show with this Kawhi stuff, man. Uh, uh, the Kawhi... What do you mean by Kawhi stuff? Um... <laughs> I mean the Kawhi signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. It's one of the more is is I mean when Durant signed with the Warriors, that was also kind of like it was shocking. Not that it was to me that surprising, but it's just like wow, he did it. Like he really did it. I kind of felt the same way with this. It wasn't the most surprising thing, only because before this offseason started, we heard that the Clippers were very much a team he was looking at. Um, it became more surprising just because we've had all these real NBA reporters. We had fake NBA reporters reporting that the Clippers were out, and that was basically Raptors well, yeah. or 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 uh, or Lakers. So in the middle of the night, if you're on the West Coast, you were lucky because you might have you know just been getting ready to go to sleep before you saw the news. If you're on the East Coast like myself, I was asleep. I woke up and didn't know what the hell just happened. But Kawhi Leonard spurned the Raptors. And spurring his hometown Los Angeles Lakers to play for the Los Angeles Clippers. He signed a four-year max deal. And not only that, but he recruited Paul George, who was on a team. He wasn't a free agent. He got Paul George to, in the middle of the night, in, in the complete shadows, demand a trade and get himself traded to the Clippers. So, out of nowhere, the Clippers looked like their offseason was going to be a dud they come out with two superstar players in Kawhi Leonard and uh, and Paul George. In that trade, um, the OKC Thunder, they acquired four, four, four unprotected first-round picks from the Clippers. Going all the way to 2026. A unprotected first-round pick from the Miami Heat. And they optioned to swap picks in 2023 and 2025 with the Los Angeles Clippers. So, as I saw someone Isn't say— gonna make a- you would imagine isn't going to be used, at least especially twenty twenty three. I'd be shocked if they would ever if they would have to swap picks in twenty twenty three. It's twenty. What year is it now? Twenty nine. 
I can't say that because, as we saw today, Kendall, the league really looked entirely different four years ago. Yeah, entirely different. So I, I can't even say that. Like four years from now, the league again could look very different. I don't know what the Thunder or Clippers look like because yeah. the, the the player mobility has gotten to a point where it's almost like the NFL, where it, it's becoming like every year guys are just on different teams and it's very hard to capture. And unlike the NFL, at least with the NFL, the the, the top super superstars yeah, there. Um, but it's like the the good players, pro players, and then the yeah. average players they just go left and right. right. The NBA starting to come like that now. So, I mean, I would think that you're right with that in 2023 that the Thunder wouldn't need to swap, but I don't know for sure. And 2025 is a complete – no one knows what the hell that's going to be. Yeah, beyond quiet. So, so this is uh, a lot of draft picks. They also acquired Shea Gildas-Alexander, the point guard from Kentucky, first year, uh, coming off a good rookie season, all-NBA rookie first team. And Daniel Gallinari's uh, expiring contract. And his 19 points he averaged last year. He's a good, decent player, but the, what the more the thing with them is they got the, the cap relief with Gallo. So, I don't know where to begin, really, but this was a, a pretty insane situation that, that kind of unfolded really yeah. quickly. I, I, I think that with this move, the Clippers right now are the favorites in the West. What, I, what I'll first say is you compare it to Kevin Durant going to Golden State, and I always said I thought if he would have went to the Lakers – that would have been like what Durant did. Very similar in terms of the, the aura it felt going into it, in terms of the impact and the magnitude it would have across the league. Uh, honestly, what this reminds me of is very similar. Is I think if Durant would have signed with Boston that offseason versus going to Golden State or staying in OKC. Now, it's a little different. He's got the champion. You know, there are aspects of it that are different, but... That that's essentially what he's doing here, where he's saying, "Look, I'm gonna go to the Clippers, have my own team, bring my own guy with me, and kind of break the status quo in the NBA." The one thing people have to realize about Kawhi Leonard, and look, there's a stigma, there's a, you know, I would say a stigma. But there there's a there's a, a notion out there about Kawhi Leonard that you know he's a a narrative, that he's a he's a robot or he's very quiet, he's different than everyone else, he's stoic. He is he is slightly different than people, than other star players, but I think people are overrating that narrative. I think we, I think as we, as we get to know more, I think he's a private guy, so I don't think we know much about Kawhi Leonard, but people think they know Kawhi Leonard, and I don't think we do. That was very evident, because we had, you know, Jalen Rose saying 99% of the chance all these reports. Plus the name, Chris Bessard saying, you know, 90% chance he's a Laker. Right, and he, but going back to... What we thought Kawhi Leonard was three years ago. He was Mr. Spur. He was Tim Duncan Jr., the perfect Spur superstar. We were wrong about that. Yes. He was sure. not Tim Duncan Jr. He didn't want to be a Spur. He wanted to, we thought he wanted to be in L.A., get straight to Toronto, and plays there. We think, oh, he's just a superstar that wants to be treated like a superstar, wants to have his own team, and just wants to be comfortable with the situation, wins a championship. We think, oh, he's all he's all about winning. And again, we 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 seem to think that we know Kawhi Leonard. Like, like you said, all these people talking about he wants to go to the Lakers or the Raptors. Nobody mentions he wants to go to the Clippers over the last week or two. And that's where he ends up going. And he recruits Paul George, what happened to the narrative that Kawhi Leonard wasn't recruiting other guys? That he was he was just like I'll play with anybody. He was I'll, I'll play with anybody type of guy. Not saying that's a knock. 
But just apparently, to, he was, apparently he was recruiting everyone. Yeah, he was actively recruiting every player in the league. So the narrative that you know Kawhi is a, is this or he's that or whatever, we don't know. We don't know. He's a private guy. Doesn't talk a lot, but clearly, like he's not that much different than LeBron. He's that much. He's not that much different than Durant. He's not that much different than all these people. Oh, I mean, he's just a quiet version. He's just a private version of those. Guys. Well, one of the things we have heard, which I think lines up with what you're saying, and I don't know if people really remembered it or really um, acknowledged it, but we heard people saying that he wanted to be recognized as the elite superstar player that he is. And that it, it did bother him that he was not mentioned with the likes of Kevin Durant and LeBron. He saw himself, he saw himself in those guys as as peers. And he was he, he is I would say maybe he's maybe now he's finally there. But I still think people look at him a little bit below those guys, even after winning a championship. I I, I don't know anymore. It's it's anymore. it's arguable that maybe not today. Um, no. but but I definitely before definitely before this season. I think the consensus definitely before these playoffs league. at least. I think the consensus is that he's the best player in the league. Now, whether or not I, he's I the best player in the league, and there's maybe a slight difference. I in think what I mean, magnitude. though, I'm not even sure what I'm saying is like in regards to his game. On court performance. I'm talking about superstar. Because right. superstar goes beyond just what his you brand, do on the court. Know. It's 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 the, the cultural impact that you bring to the table along right. with what you, you're on the court. And I would why it feels like he is he he deserves that kind yeah. of billing. And, 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 and I would agree. Get I don't think he's there yet. And I mean, he does, he thinks he should be. Yeah, I mean, LeBron and Durant. A lot, and sometimes that stuff comes with just years, you know. It comes with years right. He hasn't played as long as those in guys, the and he hasn't been as, hasn't as been, great a player yeah, as those guys like for those a, long, guys, a long amount of time. Those guys have had their own shoes since they were rookies. Right. Like you know, they've been that level of prospect. Like Kawhi took years to get to this level. Even when he was, even when he did become an All Star and superstar, he's very quiet. You know, not a flashy type of guy. So he's there now. He probably had about four years as an elite player, and one of them was robbed with injury. Right. You know, he's he's there now in terms of that upper echelon of mm-hmm. NBA names. You know, Kyrie's there. Kyrie's not a top exactly. 10 player, but he's a top 10 That's player. what I mean when I say it goes he's beyond there. just his game, and he wants to be recognized like that. So right. the whole L.A. thing and him recruiting, thing, it makes sense because that's how he sees himself. He sees himself like LeBron, which is why I always thought that him going to the Lakers was just weird because the fact that that was reported about him, that that's how he felt, it didn't make sense to me that he'd want to play with LeBron James. It made more sense that he'd want to put together a team to compete against someone like LeBron James. And right. and I at the end, you know, it happened earlier this week. I didn't even saw this video, but earlier this week, even before he signed, they someone put out a video with like people asking, you know, about his ties to LA and being a Laker fan. He's like, I'm not a Laker fan. I I, I loved Allen Iverson. I rooted for the Sixers when they played the Lakers in the finals. That's so even funny. like him saying, but that again, was like we don't know Kawhi Leonard, right? People think because he's from California, oh, he has to be a Laker fan. Yeah, I feel like I don't know how many times I heard people say he was a Laker fan, and that right. just he he said this season it was untrue, and right. people were still saying it up to this week, right? So, like, I like I can't tell you what was going through Kawhi's head till I get a press conference, which he probably won't tell you much. I don't know what was going through his head. What I can tell you is, from my perspective, was this the right move for Kawhi? I I I had been saying before that I think the Lakers were the best spot from from a basketball perspective. Oh, I disagree completely. You know, I think I think this is I think he made the right move. I think in terms of you know low management, in terms of star appeal, in terms of winning, it was going to be going to the Lakers. Um, I'm proud of what he did. I'm proud that he said that he wasn't going to take the easy route, more or less. 
because um, he had every right to do so. He had already run a championship in two different teams. Uh, you know, like it's the it's the anti Durant. Durant did what Durant did that move with having not won anything and leaving OKC out to dry. Mm-hmm. This guy had won with San Antonio, left them out to dry. And then went with Toronto and left them out to dry. But those two, those teams, he left championships behind. Yeah, he left <laughs> championships behind. So yeah. you can only be so mad as, as much as San Antonio fans are. But um, regardless, I feel like the issue I have with him going to, to L.A. and not I don't have an issue in terms of he can do whatever he wants, but issue in terms of I don't know if this is the right move for him is. In terms of winning, I mean, they have a chance to win a championship. It's not a guaranteed championship. Maybe that's great because if they do, it makes it more impressive. They do win one, but and he didn't have one this year, and he won. But it's not. It's going to be harder to win a championship. He looks like a guy that we see the early signs from breaking down slightly, and I don't know if that's going to be alleviated playing with this team. It, it should help better than it was in Toronto because he's not playing with. He's playing with Paul George now, but. Paul George guys had injury concerns as well. Coming off double shoulder surgery. Coming off soldier, shoulder surgery. The backcourt depth is not really there. You know, they have Beverly, Shamit, and Lou Williams. That's pretty good. I don't, yeah, that's solid. That's a, that's a pretty good But if group. we're talking like championship backcourt depth. He's just one with Fred Van Vliet, and I like Fred Van Vliet. He, but, but you can win but, with those guys. But that's the point. He's going from Toronto where he had to carry the team in a lot of ways. And now, I think you can argue it's an upgrade what he has, but regardless, going forward, this is a four-year thing. How long does Beverly have as a starting point guard? How long does Lou Williams have as a six-man-of-the-year type guy? Shaman's going to get better, but what's his ceiling? Maybe it won't matter because you have Paul George, but I just feel like you go to the Lakers, now you could argue how long the Lakers, LeBron has. But, yeah, but but, yeah that, and that's what I would argue. Is, but this, this, if, this upcoming year, if, they, if LeBron's healthy, he can sit out. Forty games and they can still win a championship. But I think I I, dis- body I disagree rested. though because I feel like you're overestimating how thin the Lakers would have been had he signed there. Because now you're talking but, about a bunch of guys on 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 minimum salary guys. That's I what mean, they got now. They, they got no. They, I know, but I mean, they Danny Green. No, but they, Danny they, Green. they still would have got Boogie. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't Maybe have KCP or they wouldn't have KCP or Danny Green. So right. so so maybe KCP would have taken less. But even if he didn't, all right. Tragic. Now we got Stanley Johnson. Oh well. You know, they would have like, they would have been in bad shape. I, they would have they, they already are in bad shape. We're talking Lakers in a second, but they would have been in bad shape in building the rest of that roster, and they would have been um, extremely thin. I, I just what's, the case, I what's the case for the Clippers? The I mean, case my for the Clippers, last before I get to uh-huh. that, my last thing was, and it's similar to Durant and Kyrie going to Brooklyn, but these guys Kawhi, Durant, Kyrie. And again, I love the, the Kawhi going to the Clippers from just an NBA perspective. It's great. it's great for the league. It's great for the league. I I, I was I was horrified I was you know horrified at the possibility of him going to LA to the Lakers. So to preface it, I'm glad he's going to the Clippers. But these three guys, I think, have it backwards that it's good for their brand to lead on Lakers and Knicks fans oh, as much as they did. For sure. And then go into the city that those fans occupy a majority of the NBA fandom and think that that's smart and that's uh, good for your brand. I think it's terrible for uh, both guys. Okay, so so on that standpoint, I think I 100% agree on that standpoint. Because Kawhi, could have he could have said two weeks ago, he could have put out, 
we ain't going to the Lakers. They 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 cut. And Lakers fans have been upset, but there's an extra level. There's an extra level to of what, how he did. Yo, you screwed us over. You knew you weren't coming here. Now they now Lakers not, fans. We need to make that clear. He knew he wasn't going there because he he's he's recruiting Paul George. He's changing his meeting location with the Lakers because he's in the same city trying to meet with Paul George to hammer out the deal. He didn't want to meet with LeBron James or AD. He only wanted Palinka. And he only wanted Genie Bus. It's like he knew he was gonna sabotage the Lakers because he knew they had, there was no chance those two people were gonna out recruit him compared to Jerry West and Steve Ballmer. No chance. Yeah. Zero percent chance that in a meeting with 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 two guys who are as passionate about poops as Jerry West in terms of him being the mastermind and Ballmer being the billionaire who's done a really great job building what the Clippers have done. And you put Genie Bus and the richest owner in, in the NBA. Yeah, the richest owner in the NBA, and you bring in Genie Bus, who's holding the Lakers together by a thread, and Rob Palenka, who everybody thinks is a snake. The, we, he knew he would he wanted nothing to do with the Lakers. And I think right. the only reason why he had them involved was because he so badly wanted to go to Los Angeles that he wanted to at least see what they had to offer. And if it made sense to say, you know what, I can't go back to Toronto. Cause that's nothing about nothing about that is what I want, but. This is the situation that's only available to me. Right. Um. And, and he spent these last three, two last week, basically just trying to get someone to go with him to the Clippers. He finally found somebody. So like these guys, like Kawhi, this isn't good for New Balance. Like yes, he's in L.A., so it'll be good. Like you know, to some extent, like it'll be good it's, for a brand. I think. Um, I think with both guys, both all three guys, it's it's not bad for them because they're going to the big market. It's well, just they, the the potential. They, they they their potential dipped a little bit. You 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 very potential much potential of what they could have earned, the potential of what they could have been as as stars in New York and Los Angeles. So you take one step, you take one step forward and two steps back by just now. Not only did you not go to those teams, but you agitated them to the point where You're now they hate you. You're, You're a, a villain. villain to those fans. So now half the city, regard more or less, more most of the city doesn't like you, and you're right. playing there. So. In that regard, again, also I think. So from that standpoint, we don't disagree. I'm not gonna say from a branding standpoint, it was that, that was smart. From a basketball standpoint, this was this was the only move he could have made. This was the move because, in terms of what his legacy would be, as I said before, this is someone who wants to be compared favorably to LeBron James and Kevin Durant, the guys he looks at as his peers. There's zero percent chance he would have been compared favorably to those guys if he's teamed up with LeBron James. I don't care if he was Finals MVP if they went to the finals. I don't care if they won three wings rings together. It just wouldn't. He would always be below LeBron James. He would never be looking at him eye to eye. His only chance to look at him eye to eye to get what he wants was in L.A. Because now he goes from leading a country to a championship to not going back home and taking what we still look at as the the, the underdog, the, the the little brother. I I think the Clippers are better than the Lakers. I think the Clippers are the best team in the West right now. But Overall, just how we look at the Clippers, if he can go and take them to a title, I mean, he goes to iconic status. You go, you took you to Toronto to a championship, and then you went to the the worst organization in NBA history, pretty much, with the Clippers. And you went back home and then brought a ring there before LeBron got a ring to Los Angeles? That's That's how, in terms of looking at your basketball story, how you make the most of it. Which is, I don't think, is what Kevin Durant did when he went to Golden State. I don't think he he saw that picture, that that big picture. I think that you just saw. Kleinman, I need a, I need I, think, a I, think, I think him and Kleiman saw you got your championship no matter what, and all these people care about championships. And I think they badly uh, miscalculated how much people hated the fact that LeBron teamed up to get his rings. He got over it. But I think people got over it because 
One, he's an incredible talent. He's obviously the best player. He's obviously the best player, and his fan base is rabid. Like, he, his fan base is rabid. So, at the end of the day, they kind of right. end up getting the last word. Right. So, Durant had none of those things. So, he badly miscalculated. Kawhi could have done the exact same thing by doing that, and he didn't. He said, what is my basketball story going to say, and what's the way in which my basketball story looks most impressive? It's with the Clippers. And it's a but team that he wanted to be with. I, so I, this is that's why I say he made the perfect And you're not move. necessarily wrong about that, but that's in a perfect world where this all goes right. And but he I'm can saying, only look at it that way. He can't it, look at it as, oh, I'm going to get hurt, so I got to play. I got to help LeBron and make sure LeBron can but, carry me. But, I mean, that's reality. That's not, Sometimes that's, we got to look at reality. But he's a competitor. And and he, and how are you going to tell him to look at reality? He just took Canada to the NBA Finals. Right. He, if anybody thinks that anything's possible, it's going to be him. Right. And that, that's fair. You know, it's t- he's taking a risk. LA going to Lakers. I don't think it's as you think. Going the to, Clippers going are going to be a good team. You're talking about him. him not they're going to be a very good team. Paul be George is better than team. anybody he plays with in Toronto. Right. They have Mar- they still have Montrez Harrell. Paul George might be the best player he's ever played with since maybe his rookie year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Tim Duncan probably and Tim Duncan and Parker early in his career. Yeah, and probably Parker. were were a little better, but but better early I mean, in the, the, like as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, then the Paul George that we saw last year. Was MVP caliber. Tony Parker was an MVP caliber player in, in his first years in Toronto in, uh, in San Antonio. Tony Parker was All a right. killer at that point in his career. But and Paul George, what have you done in the playoffs in the last right, seven right, right, years? Right, right, Nothing. So it goes back to so, the same. So like, that's why I'm. So that's why it's I say similar to like player. the AD D Wade debate that people have. That's I, that's, kind of, that's the way I kind of. I think at, Kawhi made 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 the right basketball move. I think he's got a, a. First of all, the Clippers on the wing are going to be good luck trying to dribble against them. I mean, you got Patrick Beverly, you got Kawhi Leonard, you got Paul George on your as your perimeter defense. Oh, the defense and is going to be defense is going to be, be a story. It's going to be insane. There, you're, you're going to have get, zero like, chance Howard? dribbling against those guys. Yeah. So you got the defense on the perimeter. You got a dog in Harold in, in 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 the paint. You still got PG. You still got Landry Shamit, who's one of the best shooters in the NBA. They got now fit together. Okay, what's the rest of the roster looking like? Watch out for my guy Captain Gale. Kevin Gale, the rookie, definitely. this kid, and I love this kid in the draft. He's going to play for them, and he's going to be a, a factor. So I think that's a good seven, eight-man rotation right there, and we don't know who else they're going to add based on who's on the waiver wire, who they maybe get on a, a salary dump or something like that. So The Clippers have become the new uh, Spurs, man. They draft somebody, like, damn, they, they got to steal. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter who it is. Whereas Shea... They they traded for Shamit. You Philly know. had him, and they didn't they didn't like seem you, to understand what they had. It's like you know, oh man, they, <laughs> Jerry West saw something. Now he was wrong about Jerome Jerome Robinson. Can't get him all right. That was a, that was a <laughs> complete flame out. Can't you get two lottery right. picks. And they got one. <laughs> well, got us Paul George. I gotta say, man, I'm really excited for what the Clippers can possibly be. But going to the Thunder now. So they were blindsided by this by this trade request from uh, Paul George. It was kind of odd because it was it was it was. They 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 moved, They gave him everything he wanted, but I guess it was also weird because they got a lot for him. They got pretty much, I think, the best one they could have got. So I can't even really complain about them trading him to the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, they got more than a lot of teams get for. I mean, star the amount of first round picks here is crazy. I love Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, but it kind of leaves the, the, the Thunder in a weird position because Russell Westbrook uh, is now a star who's by himself again. Um, according to Sham Sharania, the Thunder along with Westbrook, have become uh, most receptive than at any point in his time in Oklahoma City to fielding some kind of trade. 
uh, Houston, Miami, Detroit have been the rumored team to be interested. What 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 happens to him now? What, where yeah, where does he go? Where I get should to he Westbrook, go? Like the the on the Paul George thing, like he's the fact that they got what they got for Paul George shows you the value of the star players in the league still have when they have years on their contract. For sure. You know, like for sure. Like guys on like one or two year deals can't get you anything around the league. Nope. Because guys, because teams know if guys gonna leave or he's a flight risk. I mean, look what the the Celtics gave up. I thought a little bit. They gave a little bit of Kyrie. Gave that Brooklyn pick that was valuable. But even that was like nothing compared to what the the Thunder or the Clippers just gave up for Paul George. I mean, a comparable player. Look what Paul. Look what happened when Paul George had one year left on his deal. The trade that happened. Exactly. Now Old Depot turned into a star that was unexpected. Right, but, but just package the, at the, the time, the, the value. face value of the package at the time in a vacuum. Compared to what he got now, yeah. The, the, if the Pacers could do it over, they probably still do this trade. <laughs> be like five first round picks. I mean, I like Old Depot, but I mean, five first round picks is five first round picks. So, I mean, OKC. I mean, look, Sam Presti. What makes you confident is that look, he is a great drafter. If he is, he making all those picks. He can't gonna keep any of these guys. Unlikely. But. Is he gonna be there by twenty twenty six? Unlikely, but. Regardless, if he is, he's a very good drafter, so I'll give him that credit. Um, getting Shea is nice, but it's clearly, you talk about Westbrook, clearly a shift in the uh, in, the, in the, the philosophy going forward. They're, they're not trying to win. And I, this is coming from somebody that said, you know, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, that I thought the Thunder were championship contenders, and nobody thought, was talking about cra- I thought you were crazy. Yeah, you thought I was crazy. Clearly, Sam Presti thought I was crazy. <laughs> he blew it up like a week later. Um now, yeah, Paul Jeremy George Grant's asked for also a trade. Out too. It, what's surprising to me that Presti didn't just go to Paul George and be like, ha just laugh and just, you're under contract for like three years. Because he could have done that. I think they, I it would have gotten here, ugly. But here, he here's why that. I don't think they did it. I think I think we kind of set it off. You kind of set it off air. I think this owner has kind of had it with, with this group. Right. This owner is like two, Bennett, yeah. two embarrassing first round exits. And these weren't just first round exits, they, they were embarrassed. Yeah. They were thoroughly embarrassed by Utah, and they were even worse, thoroughly embarrassed by So once Presti gives the call to Bennett. My guy wants out. He says, all right, well, this is it. Yeah, I'm sure. tired of paying this luxury tax anyway. Matter of fact, get rid of Jeremy Grant, too, and, and please find someone that we can offload Stephen Adams. I right. think that that I think that Bennett, only all he needed was the push from one of these clowns being like, I don't want to be here. And he's like, good, I didn't want you clowns here anyway. And maybe that's what Paul George and his agent, Aaron Mintz, talked about. They probably realized we can get this done because they don't want to blow this thing up anyway. Yeah, because the word was that him and Russ were discontent with the direction, the, yeah, direction of, the team. of the team. What the hell was the direction? Right. We don't even know what that was. Maybe the direction was, we need to cut salary, man. That was the word. That had been the word for like a week or two, that Stephen Adams on the block. Yeah. You know, that, remember I told you, Sam Presti made a very bizarre statement like a week or two ago where he was like, yeah. Last year, we made a commitment to Paul George and Jeremy Grant when we resigned them that we were about, you know, winning and staying, being in the luxury tax. We made a promise and we would be in the luxury tax. Well, he essentially said things have changed now. Our situation has changed <laughs> and we can't be in the luxury tax anymore. And I was like, that's very bizarre to say. That's almost borderline disrespectful to be like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah I promise we you. We told you guys, we promised you for sorry. a year. They, we've been in the luxury tax. Oops. But that was for one year. Now you're locked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Oops. And, you know, so, if you look at that comment, 
I, I, I interpret that as, well, now Steven Adams is gone. I didn't interpret that as Paul George might not be here in a couple weeks. But it's not surprising now if you look at it in hindsight. What value does Westbrook have, though, at this point? Is there a team that – is there a team – are there teams around the league? Because you know me. I love Westbrook. But I don't really yeah, – I, got, I, we got I went from a Westbrook not – you know, I wasn't a hater, but I was always a Durant guy. To now, I feel like I'm the only guy fighting for Westbrook. That's crazy because I was a Westbrook defender who's now turned into whatever we think the other side is. Look, we got to have this conversation on air because we've had it plenty of times off air, and it's been entertaining, but nobody's ever heard it. I think Russell Westbrook, and it pains me to say this because he's such a great competitor. He's um, a guy you want in your foxhole. He's a Hall of Famer. What he's done these last three years has been remarkable. He's a player on a, I won't say steep decline, but... He's, 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 he's approaching the cliff. The, 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 <laughs> we have seen his best days. That I will say 100%. We will not see uh, Russ Westbrook better than he was last year. And that's scary. Because last year, tell me whatever you want about the triple-double. It was nice. It's impressive that he can do it. But his jump shot is broken. He doesn't have the same lift uh, on his shot. He doesn't have the same lift when he goes to the rim. Um, he's, a, he's a half step slower. And while he's been able to stay durable these last few years, I think that he's a running. He's like that running back. I think he's like Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams ran for 400 carries with the Miami Dolphins, and the next year he, he was a little slower, and then he just retired because he's Sean like, Alexander. I can't do this anymore. Or Sean, I think he's a running back that that year where he averaged 30, 10, and 10, I think it took years off his career. I mean, the guy I saw this – and people want to just harp on the postseason, and I can harp on that because he was horrendous. But I'm talking about the regular season, Russell Westbrook. The regular season, Russell Westbrook was just not the kind of offensive threat that he's been in his entire career. I, I agree. So if you are trading for a guy that has four years, $140 million left in the last two years, he's going to be making $44 and $47 million a year, you're going you're, you're gonna to commit almost half of your salary, half of the salary cap to a 33-year-old point guard? You are out of your mind. I, I, out of your mind, if you think that that's a good move. I, I understand the logic. Um, I think we're being a, a little dramatic about his, his decline. You know, I think he's he's still a he's still an all star. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I I would say at the very least he's the sixth best point guard in the league. I think he's still top five. And we know it's run him off quickly. Steph, Steph, uh, you know Kyrie's in Kyrie, there. Kemba's in uh, there. Lillard, Damian Lillard, Kemba. And what I mean, that's when you get to the Lowry Simmons Wall range. I mean, Wall's hurt. I think it becomes interchangeable at that point. But Russ has a, still has a case you know, to be top five. Yeah, I, I, and I'd agree with that. You know, I think I, I agree with everything you said. I, think I don't he's think he's in a the bad tier. Player, I think he's in the, the tier the, the of Kyrie, Kemba, Westbrook. I think he's in that tier. You know, and you can maybe throw like Simmons in there. I wouldn't throw Simmons in there just yet. But like, I think he's can't be your one A. And win a championship unless you have a really, really good team around him, um, which I think both of the guys the same way. And but can hit big shots. He hasn't proven that. But like can play, can play big in spots. Can play, can make championship moments. He's got that talent level. Um, the problem is OKC committed to him being the one A. And and my problem with Westbrook is men- mentally, is he a one A type of player? Does he have the, the, the intangibles to win at that level as the best player on the team? But there are too many teams out there in the league that don't have a player of Westbrook's talent. 
that like a team like Houston that gave Chris Paul the money they gave him made no sense when they already have James Harden. Right. So you already have that guy. Why are we playing $40 million for a guy that's going to be at the most a number two? Right. And might, probably shouldn't be a number two. Chris Paul also in that conversation yeah. as well for top five. He, I don't think he's there yet or he's there anymore, but, you know, he's in that Lowry yeah. wall ring. But, like, but there, there are teams around the league. You mentioned Miami. You mentioned even Detroit. I think Minnesota. I think Phoenix doesn't have a point guard. You, t- you mean to tell me Phoenix can't use Russell Westbrook? Who are they paying the $40 million to? What player is going to Phoenix? What player? They got Devin Booker locked up. Aiton's on a rookie deal. They don't need anybody else on that roster. Nobody else is giving them anything. I would take Russell Westbrook. He's better than Rubio. I mean, there are just too many scrub teams are out, 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 that are out there in the league that can't recruit free agents because they consistently lose. I don't want to say the Knicks, but even the Knicks are a team. No, do not mention the New York Knicks I, I and think, Russell Westbrook in the same conversation. That would be consider ridiculous. consider Westbrook. Now I think no, that, that's I, that's insane. I think I wouldn't do it now because of the moves, the some of them peculiar moves that they made in free agency. But they still, you know. But before that, I would I would have made that I would have made that no no call. Way. What would it cost me? Because I would I would have eaten. So you're trying to tell me if Russell Westbrook was a free agent this offseason, he wouldn't have gotten a max deal from anybody. He wouldn't have gotten the supermax he's signed to now. Supermax, all right, fair. But he would have had whatever happened to Kemba, he probably would have got a similar deal. Fair. But. And that's a deal I, I would think about. I'm not thinking about whatever he signed to now. No way. I just think there are teams out there that, that can, can can swallow that pill. And it's not, it's not the New York Knicks. Let's make that clear. Because the New York Knicks at this point in time, because of the salary cap situation, they would have to give up young assets. Um, they have to. Get, they don't have that many guys that have a lot of salary. Well, that's that can be the traded well, for December. Saying, so it's too, it's too late for them. So now you're talking about trading like Knox and Barrett. I mean, come on, that'd just be I mean, ridiculous. Of course. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like they messed up with the way they they approach free agency, but uh, they should have been. They probably could have got assets along with Russell Westbrook if they really they really pushed OKC. But now, like, but there's just so many teams out there. That you know, I mean Washington. Look, look. If Washington would have, now I know they got John Wall, and you're like, oh, I mean, you got Wall's contract and Westbrook. I mean, that sounds crazy. I mean, you don't. I mean, I don't. They almost have to put Wall in the deal. You'd have to think, right? But yeah. then why would OKC want to deal with? They I mean, I guess the only thing would be more. that well, at least Wall is younger. I mean, yes, he's coming off a debilitating injury. I love how Wall's injury is looked at as like this like horrific what, thing. Oh, that's what I told. That's <laughs> what I told. He has the same injury as Kevin Durant. John Wall. And everybody's like, oh, Kevin, that's, they they gonna win it all. They got Kevin. I'm like, yo, we look at John Wall's contract. It's the exact Achilles, same as Kevin Durant. We're like, oh my god, the Wizards. Now oh, the only no. defense is that look, John Wall is a player that throughout his career has relied on athleticism. Sure. Over skill so in that regard he's not, you say, seven, he's not a seven foot tall he's not sniper. seven foot so you're like all right now this his athleticism may be sapped can he be the same player westbrook i mean not westbrook durant you look at and say even without the athleticism maybe he'll still be a great player but just from the concept of guys aren't the same after achilles injuries regardless of how they play yeah they're not the same boogie was an athleticism guy before he got hurt and now look at him <laughs> he's even worse of an yeah. athlete so <laughs> regardless and it's affecting his game it's affecting his game every part of his game his post game isn't the same. He's not as good as in anything. Um, so when I look at John Wall, I mean, it's a terrible contract. I think here's look. I made a bold prediction 
last year. Uh, it was around this time of the year. I said that the team that Kawhi Leonard needed to be traded to that made the most sense was the Toronto Raptors. Not one I was pundit. Say your, your your bold prediction was you know Trey Young's better than Luka Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, that's not what I made around this time of the year. So so I made that proclamation last year. I'll make a similar proclamation here. The team he needs to go to is the San Antonio Spurs. Interesting. And I think the Spurs will give this a run. They haven't mentioned yet. They haven't. Neither was Toronto. Neither was Toronto. Right. The reason why I think the Spurs fit with Westbrook, and I know right now you look at it in a vacuum, it looks like fire and ice. It looks like what? You're going to put this headstrong anti-establishment anti-establishment guy and put him with like the most structured organization in the nba yes because here's why sometimes desperation calls for happy marriages sometimes when two parties are desperate and they got nothing else going for each other sometimes they can make something work together and popovich and the spurs organization are desperate there are they are if they're not already there they're on the cusp of complete and utter irrelevance. Popovich, it look like he's scared to death to sign that extension. We still keep waiting when he when he's gonna sign it. He ain't signing it because he's like, yo, am I really gonna put myself through this? You know, seventh and eighth seed appearances in the playoffs, getting bounced by Kawhi in the first round. Do I really want that to be my future? He's I think he's seriously thinking about that, saying, why would I sign that? Even though the Spurs are giving him whatever he wants in terms of money. He's at a position where he's not going to be able to compete championships for the foreseeable future. Russell Westbrook, if he goes to any of these other teams, he ain't competing in no championship. He ain't winning no championship in Miami. He ain't winning a championship in Detroit. Houston, yes, he would be in the conversation. But all the other teams we're talking about, the Knicks, all none of those teams, he, he, his, his window to win a championship will close on any of those teams besides Houston. He's desperate. Because he want, he needs he knows he's got to get out of there. And that's why Shams is reporting now. He's becoming okay with the fact that, yeah, I got to get out of here now. Even though he's been the most loyal, trustworthy kind of dude we've had in terms of all these stars in recent years. Him exactly, and Russell, yeah. him and him and Damian Lillard. And Pop knows that they're about to be irrelevant. I think the match could work. Because I think Russell Westbrook needs coaching. Russ has been a player that for his entire career, I think that his coaches have not been strong enough. To tell him when he needs to rein it back, when he needs to be a different kind of leader than just to yell at everybody and just be super intense. That's great. He he's a good leader, but you don't need that one hundred percent of the time. I actually thought that that was kind of a thing that hurt uh, the Thunder when they lost Durant. It wasn't even just Durant as a player. I think that him and Durant actually did balance well off each other as leaders of the team. Um, now with him being just always on a hundred. It hasn't really worked, I don't think. He needs that kind of structure. And I think he needs a coach who's done a great job at taking declining players and finding a way to keep them relevant and keep them into championship contenders. The Spurs did a, a masterful job of keeping Tim Duncan and Tony Parker in shape and at a championship level well past, their, well past their prime. Westbrook, I think, is staring at a very, very bleak end of his peak. And I think the Spurs are the perfect place for him to save that. But if he doesn't, if he if he has to, if he goes to one of these other teams, they're gonna run him into the ground, let him do whatever he wants. I think that we're gonna look at Russ as a guy who was this incredible talent, 
who did remarkable statistical things but never got close to winning a championship. And well, I think that if he went to San Antonio with that structure, he would compete for a title again. Before I get to the San Antonio thing, you know what Westbrook reminds me of and why I think people are overreacting with the, oh, Westbrook's the worst contract in the league. He's overrated. You want to know who we were just saying this about about a year ago? What are you saying? Blake Griffin. Yep. Blake Griffin, a year, year and a half ago after the Clippers traded, whoa, what a great trade. The Clippers dumped him. What did Detroit do? It was still a great trade. Yeah, it was a great trade. (laughs) It was. But, like, we're talking about Detroit's the dumbest team in the league. They were in the exact situation that I'm saying there are, like, ten teams out there that are in the exact situation Detroit is in, was in. And, look. Detroit's still in the situation. Yeah, they're still in the situation. They're still in the situation. So, did it help Detroit? It didn't help them in Gratefully, but if we're looking at but Griffin has shown he can still play. Yes, it, the value wise, he can still play basketball. Right. That's what I'm saying about Westbrook. The length, majority of his contract, he'll assuming he doesn't get a major injury, he'll still be able to play basketball for the next two or three years. He, you're, he's not going to be a negative asset on your team if he's your best player. I don't care how much he's making. Um, now again, if he becomes John Wall, if he becomes you know even Chris Paul, where it's like Chris Paul's not a bad player, but for what he's making and what the value is and how much how good they are even without him clearly he's not worth it those factors of course but there are too many teams that don't have anybody on the level of Russell Westbrook and we're talking about we don't want him I'm like who do you want that's what I'm saying about the Knicks where it's like again they can't do it now that's we're in the past but let's say this thing comes up July 1st and they haven't signed Bobby Portis they haven't signed Todd Gibson. They haven't signed Reggie Bullock and Wayne Ellington. Even Julius Randle. I'd be like, who do you want? What free agent is out there that we're saving this cap space, this, this illustrious cap space? My for? problem with those kind of fits, and it goes with the Knicks with Westbrook, is again, it goes back to I think that he's a player that's on a bad decline, and if you're putting him in a situation where he's still, you're still asking to be the Russell Westbrook from two years ago. You're in a bad situation. No, the Knicks, but, the Knicks will be asking him to be the Russell Westbrook two years ago, and he's not going to come close to that. He's going to be. He's going to be. He's going to be worse than he was this you year. You got to hope there's a smart organization that can say, "All right, you're you're a major piece, just like Blake Griffin, major piece. Uh, you're our best player. We got to put guys around you. We got to hope that we can compete for a playoff spot." And I think that's fine. Maybe you don't win a championship with Russell Westbrook, but doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad contract. I think teams. Have become too enthralled with the idea of tanking, and it's, there's one, there's it's two extremes. It's we gotta have a super team with two at least two all two superstars or two all star level players, or we gotta get to the bottom because I know nobody wants to float in that middle area that Detroit and Charlotte have seemingly been on in the last decade. But that's not always a bad thing because when you're in that area, that's how you can become the the L. A. Clippers. Or the the Brooklyn Nets, where you've established yourself as a relevant team in the NBA in the NBA circle. You you play in the playoffs without those superstar players, or maybe with just one star player. And now another star says, "Oh, these guys have a good thing going. Maybe I should sign there." You know, now you become a team where your young players look like better assets than maybe they actually are because they're playing in the playoffs. Everybody thinks Jared Allen's the best thing since sliced bread because he played in the playoffs. <laughs> Shea Gillis Alexander is like an A plus prospect. Not to say he wasn't good, but if Shea Gillis out there and did the exact same thing playing the playing on the Hawks, we'd be like, eh, eh, you know, good good young player, but like these guys, everything just gets magnified when you're when you're 
a good team. So that's why I say there's too many teams out there that are stuck at the bottom that I would look at and say, look, if I can get Westbrook and it doesn't cost me, like I have cap space or I can unload a similar. That's the thing, though, that no one has cap space. At this point, it's a little. It's the money is frozen. Yeah, the money is dried up. Because because everyone signed deals. You know, there are teams. People talking about how Kawhi screwed the Lakers and and everybody else. I mean, Paul George really screwed the Thunder by not necessarily in the haul they got because they got a good haul, but in terms of now having the transition to trading Westbrook, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, they would have loved to have gotten this. Yeah, on July first. Oh yeah, because all these teams that that struck out on free agents. I mean, the Knicks being the one. I mean, I think Knicks would have traded for him. I, I'm gonna be honest. I think is that if if by that point they did not have a chance and Russell Westbrook came available and all it took was trading Kevin Knox. And they would have got. Not even. I, I don't think it would have cost Kevin now. I think, I think it would've. they could have traded two Mavericks, those two Mavericks picks that they traded for Porzingis. And if you feel like those are more valuable than Knox, then maybe not. But like, I think you could have traded that, and you would have, and you could have ate a salary. I think they would have. <laughs> I think he would be a Nick today. So I think that Paul George did hurt them in that because now trading him is going to be very difficult. Do you think he gets dealt before the season? Yeah, you do. What this shows with this Paul George thing, this Westbrook thing, is look. We always talk about it, but who's the next NBA guy that's going to – who's the next star player that's going to get traded? I was asking that um, after Anthony Davis. I, I, I was having that conversation. I don't think anyone thought Paul George could be No one thought it would be Paul George or Westbrook. That, that name never came into my mind. I was thinking Cat. Cat, yeah. You know, Beal. Who, nobody, who's the name Paul George? The next guy, we're not going to know who it is. <laughs> Maybe it's – look, the name I threw out there, I, I think Booker can actually trade soon, man. I think this D-load thing is going to be more frustrating than people realize. If they're not winning games next year, he's going to ask for a trade during the season. Yeah. Whether or not Phoenix uh, honors that request, they don't have any reason to. But they may just be like, this ain't working. <laughs> we can get major a major haul back from them. Um, let's t- quickly talk about the Lakers, because now uh, they were forced to go into plan B. Um, we know that LeBron is now their starting point guard. Not, I don't think that was ever part of their original plans. How this all shaked out, but that's where they are today. Um, they was had it? they they've they've had to sign Demarcus Cousins to a one year deal for the league minimum. They've also added Rajon Rondo, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Danny Green, Javale McGee, Alex Caruso, Troy Daniels, Jared Dudley, and Quinn Cook. They had to basically fill out an entire roster of scrap piece guys because um, they waited all this time because they only had thirty million dollars and only three guys on the roster. And they were hoping that they could fill it at one spot with Kawhi. Um, do you think the Lakers have enough to win it all? Because LeBron said it's all about championships, really. The Lakers is all about championships, especially after I mean, getting yeah. AD. The Lakers, do they have enough with what they very, have now? In a quick sense, yes. A lot of teams have enough to win it all. You could argue the Jazz have enough to win it all. A lot of people think they do. But, um, look, not getting Kawhi is a major blow. You know, it's different between it's being a, it's an a overwhelming huge, it's a favorite to not being very much beatable by any team in the league. Yeah, well, now the West is, is just, like, a free-for-all. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, Who's running things in LA? I mean, we know it's Palenka to some extent. It's supposed to be Palenka. It's Palenka, like, look, I love Palenka being an agent and going to, the, going to being a GM. It's a great story. You know, as much as people hate him around the league and in the media, but is he a basketball guy? Like, he's, he's been an agent. But, like, when I think, look at the crafting of the team, and I hear, like, they want to try LeBron at point guard. I'm like, I mean. Do you, it, think, that's, you think that's a bad idea? 
I don't know if it's a bad idea, but I don't trust Rob Palenka making that decision. <laughs> if that if Jerry West said, yeah, we're going to try LeBron at point. What if it's Frank Vogel making that decision? Maybe it's Frank Vogel. That's what I got to hope. But does Frank Vogel have that much power to say we're going to construct this roster this way? Maybe. Maybe I'm not giving him credit. But they also gave him, like, three assistants that could very well usurp him as a head coach in, like, a month. So that – it gives me pause. Is it Kurt Rambis? Is Kurt Rambis guys crafting this basketball team from a on-court perspective? It, that's the what, question. Why I'm playing point guard sounds like some triangle Phil Jackson stuff. <laughs> I, I Does it not? I, I mean, you can make I didn't even case. think about it until you just mentioned Rambis' name. Uh, you would hope not. They wanted to get Kawhi because they had been like, yo, Kawhi, you're going to be our Jordan. <laughs> They're not going to run the triangle. LeBron's the fifth in? Jesus Christ. I don't think LeBron was on there for that. Um, you know what? The more I think about this, I mean, they got AD, so who knows? But this looks like a disaster to me. It does, right? <laughs> it looks like a disaster. And I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to hit on the Lakers, but. I saw the roster. I was like, ugh. Kendall, LeBron James played, what, 50 games this year? Right. If you that, was that, playing, that was playing his normal position at small forward. They think at age, what is he? 35? Yeah. 35 years old? They want him handling the ball full-time as a point guard? Yes. The more you say this out loud, it sounds insane. And, like, on a vacuum, we're like, wow, LeBron's an incredible passer. He's a great ball handler. Like, he's almost like a point forward. Game 7 of the NBA Finals, yeah. great. That's one game. And we've always kind of thought, like, how cool would it have been if sometime at one point one of these teams, like, we know the Cavs in his rookie year, we're really, really much considering having LeBron be their full point guard. Like, like, like whatchamacallit, like what Philly's doing with Simmons. Right, like, we've always dreamed of, like, wow, how cool it would be to have LeBron play point guard. But now, like, you're saying it out loud at 835, coming off a bad groin injury that made him miss two months of the season. He's getting a year older, and now his team is not, is only one, he's only got one real star next to him. Everybody else are scrap heap kind of guys. I, uh, look out below. I, look, this, and this is what this people, may be a a dangerous game they're playing, especially considering they're trying to keep AD for a year. Look, people, it's it's real. I'm very concerned about what the Lakers are putting out on the floor next year. People, the I think the narrative was building that the Lakers would be better off, and I think things changed once free agency unfolded, and then they became kind of like you know handicapped. But people were saying the Lakers would be better off. Not signing Kawhi and building their roster, and every time I heard that, I was like, "Well, who's the other guy you're getting? Who's the?" And it was even before Kawhi; it was just before free agency. Right. Lakers would be better off signing a max free agent and just using the money and div- divvying it up to multiple guys. And I was like, "Well, who are the guys that are going to be taking ten to fifteen million that that like are going to make a difference?" The Lakers needed a max free agent. If it wasn't Kawhi. They should have went after D'Angelo Russell. Fortunately, he was off the board. But he would have been perfect for this team. If they would have got Russell, if they would have, oh, yeah. you know, screw, you know, Danny Green, screw Avery Bradley, whoever, all these guys. Yeah, Avery Bradley's on the team today. I've got that. You know, that was a nice addition. But, and as a Celtics fan, it pays me to see Rondo and Bradley on the Lakers. Trust me, in 2019, you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll <laughs> Well, I've seen from those guys last year. I'll, I'll <laughs> you'll live. But, but like, it's just, like, this team would have just been way better off if they had, like, a third guy. Not having that third guy. I know it's about stacking the NBA. It's, all oh, we need all these superstars. But 
LeBron is 35 going on 36. AD is an injury-prone star. Mm. I mean, Kuzma's nice. Maybe he can be that guy. But is he a good fit? Kuzma reminds me of that Bosch, Kevin Love type guy is going to not be effective with LeBron. So, I don't know. I'll tell you what, man. I mean, this Lakers situation is very tenuous. I, I think this could go one of many ways. If everybody's I, healthy, they'll be fine. I'll, I'll say I'll preface it by saying that. But I'm just it's I, being I, no, realistic. I, I'm not going to say that. Being realistic, it's not that's not going to happen. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. I, I can't say that everybody's healthy. They're fine because part of me says one that that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But right. even two, if those guys play both play seventy plus games and are healthy in the postseason, they're a major threat to win a championship. Yeah, and they'll be a top four seed in the West, and. Like, they can get to the most. I'd say at the very least, they'll be a conference finals team. More than likely. I just, my problem with the Lakers roster, though, how they're, con- they're constructed, I would not rule them out for a title, but everybody's going small, and they got a bunch of big guys. Their guards are awful. Their guards stink. They're, you want to talk about no this back is a game. Like this is a game that's being won on the perimeter in this day and age. They're going to get crushed by every team on the perimeter. I'm looking at Quinn Cook and... Troy Daniels and Alice Caruso and and Rondo? Avery Bradley and Rondo. I mean, Rondo, they got the worst group of guards in the league. Rondo Quinn Cook can't defend. No, they can't guard anybody. Bradley Caruso can't defend. Danny Green and Caruso. Hopefully, he doesn't play, but he might have. He's to. gonna have to play with these guys. He might have to. Look at the guys. Troy Daniels doesn't defend. Yeah, exactly. Troy, another guy. Hopefully, he doesn't play. Hopefully, <laughs> this is a strict. They got Jared Dudley on the Quinn team. Cook, yeah, Kendall. I'm very concerned about the Los Angeles yeah, Lakers. The I mean, Lakers went from I thought being I mean they gave up a lot for Anthony Davis, but I thought they looked like they looked at themselves and like, wow. Also, we, we now have a chance to really be the number one team coming out of the West going into the season. I don't know what this team is now. Danny Green is being way overrated in this one thousand percent. Lakers fans by the media, like, he's a good player. He's not like a scrub, but Danny Green was awful for a majority of the playoffs. Yeah, this year. he's not a difference maker on the championship scene. He he hasn't been that guy. He was, he, he was, he was when yeah. they beat Miami. Yeah, but he hasn't been that guy, and that was Danny Green as like what the 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 fifth, sixth guy, best guy on the team. Yeah, this Danny Green, they're being like, oh, he might have to be the third, fourth guy on the team. You know, Boogie, we don't know what to get. We, I mean, Boogie Cousins on too. They even mentioned that. I, that's where I'm scared because I'm like, we're relying on how him. does he fit with AD and Kuz in the front court? One of those guys gonna have to come off the bench. I would back. I would have Boogie come off the bench, but then at the same time, now your bench stinks. If that if you're coming off your second unit is gonna be comprised of Rondo, Quinn Cook, I don't even know who the three is. Dudley, Kuzma, or not Kuzma, Cousins and Bradley or whoever. Like, it's it's a weak bench. I don't know why they're starting LeBron at the point. The more I talk myself, Danny into Green this, comes off the bench in my mind. Rondo is the starting point guard. That's what I would do. But to me, the more I talk myself into this. I'm very concerned for the Lakers. I, I, I like their expectation of championship this year, right? Can we establish that expectation? I think their expectation is finals. They're, they're right. okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Which, getting out of the West. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna have trouble, but that's their expectation because their roster isn't better than Denver. Their roster is a mess, and you re- they don't really, really and they don't really have. And like sometimes you can see like teams will sign guys, and then you realize well they can always trade some of these guys, get the kind of guy they need. They have no assets. 
They have no Who, value. Who's going to want Kid Davis Caldwell Pope in December? Who's going to want Jared Dudley? The only guy you can say that about is is Boogie if he, like, turns it around. Right. If, if Boogie looks, looks great, really good, but, like, they stink, and they can say, like, all right, we can, we can, like, maybe get, like, a good swing man that we need, like, or right. a good point guard. Right. They, I mean. But everyone else on the roster has no value. You know who I would have liked for this team? Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones just got, like, three years, $24 million. I would have loved for them to just be like, all right, we're going to make Tyus Jones the guy. We're going to go young. You know, a guy that can, you know, give take pressure off LeBron as the ball handler. Like, again, I would have looked at Stanley Johnson. And maybe these guys aren't, like, huge names. But they need some youth. You know, they need some athleticism. Instead, they go after more old guys that are buddies of LeBron or guys LeBron's faced. And it's like, I mean, you got Quinn Cook, who's a good shooter. But... He's a one-dimensional player. I think Quinn Cook's going to look entirely different playing. Yeah, he's not playing. Not playing Golden State. He's not playing with Curry and Thompson and Durant. It's just, again, one injury away I mean, look, from I'm being I'm a Knicks fan, so it's not like I can talk smack. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Laker fans uh, for those who are excited about this season. Um, there's reason to be excitement when you got a guy like Anthony Davis, who's that kind of superstar, and you, of course you have LeBron James. But considering the injury history, considering the issues they had with chemistry last year, they're going now with the Suicide Squad 2. Yep. Um, I dubbed them the Suicide Squad last year, and they've pretty much brought half the same cast back. This is gonna be this is gonna be something. Uh, I don't know. I could, it could go great. I can't say it can't go great because LeBron and AD are so amazing that they could mask a lot of other issues. I don't think I I I, I can't see myself picking the team to win a championship. Like like I can't see myself picking them by the time we get to November October. We're doing a pre-show, but you can't rule them out because of how good LeBron and AD are. But man, in terms of where the bottom can fall out, I think almost anything is possible, which is very scary when you're talking about a team that's expectation is going to the finals. That's why I asked that question. Because my thing, okay, your expectation is the finals. What's the floor? And the floor for those teams usually wants okay, at least we get past the second round. I don't know if this team's getting to the second round of playoffs. I don't know. I can't say that 100%. Especially if there's some kind of injury. Situation, yeah. LeBron breaks down because he's trying to play point guard for the West, whole season. Let's go through the teams in the West real quick. You got the Denver Clippers. Clippers, Portland. Portland is going to be a factor. Like you, teams that are on LA's level. Mm-hmm. Golden State, if Clay Thompson gets healthy, even if he doesn't, Steph Curry's still a great player. But you assume Clay Thompson by the time we get to the playoffs, um, Houston can't forget Houston. about. They're still around. Um. Utah, yep. six. That's the Lakers, seven. And now eight is where you get to the scrappy teams that could be good. Sacramento. You know, Sacramento, Dallas. Dallas. Um, I feel we're missing somebody. But regardless, like, those are the teams. That's that's eight teams right there that probably could beat the Lakers in a playoff series. Yeah. Fully healthy. Yeah. They, they could challenge them. If LeBron doesn't play well. If LeBron takes a step back this year, that's what we're not even talking about. Yeah, what if LeBron also, isn't as good as he was this just past season? Assuming that LeBron is still, you know, the LeBron that beat Boston two years ago, mm. where he was, like, the best player in the league. This is If that happens and AD is fully healthy and he's also, they're relying on these guys being, like, they're at the, 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 their best selves. Two of the three yeah. best players in yeah, the league. Yeah, their best selves. They're relying on, like, oh, well, I don't care who we got because we got two top three guys. and that may, They may not be wrong. That's kind of that's that's, that's, that's kind of why I'm so alarmed by how they're building this team, Kendall. And this will be, I guess, our last thing on the Lakers because 
that's why this whole LeBron playing point thing is crazy to me. Because you would think that after what happened last year, you do everything in your power to build a team to where you, he wouldn't have to carry so much of a load during the season. Exactly. That, was the, that was the point of bringing Anthony Davidson. Right. That was the point of it. Like, your thing was like, it doesn't matter that we have all these other young guys. LeBron has still to do too much, therefore he got hurt. We bring someone like AD, he doesn't have to do that anymore. But when you put the rest of his entire team is a bunch of just scrap kind of guys. Like, ideally, it's only like they're just guys who are on the scrap heap. Ideally, like, I w- like you got to hope that Kuzma can maybe take a, a year, a step up in this he's year. He's got to be an all-star. But I don't know if he fits with this team. That's why I'm, and, I, and everybody who knows me knows I'm one, I am the number one fan in the Kyle Kuzma fan club. I uh, love, love, of, love this guy's a game. Lot of, a lot of Laker fans that really love Kyle Kuzma. Well, they didn't like him when he was at Utah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm the OG I, I, Kyle I'm the OG. Um, that's why I said number one. <laughs> or, or I managed to say first person in the Kyle right. Kuzma fan base, to be fair. Um, I, I hate his fit on this team. And I'm upset because I love Kyle Kuzma. And I'm like, so Kyle Kuzma, after what all this is going to be a six-man? Right. And he's going to play next to Boogie Cousins? It's a terrible fit. They said JaVale McGee? Yeah, they resigned him too. They brought him back too, man. <laughs> Why do they have JaVale McGee and Boogie Cousins they on the same like, team in 2019? The problem, and then they got still got AD. The problem is they got like 12 dudes that think they're going to play. They're only going to play nine of them. Then you have three guys like Beasley last year. That someone's going to get upset. Someone's going to be a suicide squad. You know, bomb, bomb's going to go off. They're going to get cut. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, it's a, it seems like a, a, a recipe for disaster. What they should have done is they should have built, honestly, they should have built this team around AD. And said, LeBron, you're like, almost, not, I was saying extra, but like, you're, you're just a bonus. But, like, reality is we don't want you to play more than 65 games. You don't have to. We want to build a great team around AD. And when the playoffs come, you got to be your secret weapon, more or less. This team looks like they're doing the same old, we're going to build this team around LeBron. Yeah. And he's going to be the focal point. He's going to be the centerpiece. And it's like, yo, if LeBron has an injury like he did last year. They're in the lottery. It's going to just LeBron it's gonna, it's gonna fall apart. Isn't the same player like he was for parts of last year. It's going to fall apart. It's just, man. And unlike last season, they have no cover. Last year it was, well, we could tank. We get Zion. And they luckily got in the top four. <laughs> Turn it into AD. But now it's like, I mean, now I guess it's just AD's team. Yeah, they got no first-round pick. No first-round picks. Ugh. God help the Lakers. I went from, like, Palinka, I don't know what he's doing, to Palinka is, is a mad scientist because he's about to get Kawhi, to now I don't know if Palinka knows what he's doing. I think you're always in good company when you think that Palinka doesn't know what he's doing. I think I think that's your default setting as a person. I think you're most of the time going to be right. There will be times when maybe you'll be surprised. Because remember, we, we thought he, he didn't know what he was doing about the cast pit. And then he yeah. did. And it didn't look, it didn't look like he knew what he was doing. And then he did. And now we're back to he doesn't know what he's exactly. you know, doing. Exactly, to stay on the default. You At know? some point, he's always going to go back to you not questioning. At some point, he's always going to go back to you questioning whether he knows what he's doing. And that's, I think, that's always been my default since he's been there. <laughs> Ever since I saw him assemble the Suicide Squad last year, I'm like, okay, I don't know, I do not know if these yeah. guys, him and Matt, know what they're doing. And that's been my default ever since. I'm going to stay in that default until he proves me wrong. Completely. Not with one move or two moves. He needs to do, a, I need a season of him showing me he knows what he's doing before I go the other way. Um, let's head to the East. We had our, our mark. Let's head to the East. Um, so the Brooklyn made the biggest splash by adding both Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Um, it's the biggest blow to the Nick organization. 
in a long time. I can't, I'm trying to think of when the last one. I mean, I, I to be honest, part of me thinks of Bernard King blowing out his knee. It's a, like the last time. Is it Nick, a low point? As the lowest point for the organization. Yeah, for the lowest point for the organization. Like, this was, this was a gut punch. And it wasn't necessarily all because of the players going, the players that were involved not going to the Knicks. It was them going to the Nets that makes it the ultimate gut punch. Because this is a team that's across the river that has been irrelevant in New York for this entire time in New York yep. and their entire time in New Jersey. And now they somehow um, were, were able to outmaneuver the Knicks to get the two biggest prizes outside of Kawhi Leonard in this free agency. Uh, leaving the Knicks empty-handed when it comes to max salaries. They since pivoted to signing Julius Randle then adding a bunch of role players like Alfred Payton, Todd Gibson, Reggie Bullock, and uh, Bobby Portis on uh, on one-plus-one one deals, essentially. Uh, Kendall, does this Brooklyn offseason position them for a New York Hoops takeover? Yeah, I mean, Brooklyn, it's, it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a blow. Um, first thing, the Knicks, or, or rather the Clippers and the Nets, like I proved, like I said earlier, proved that, one, we don't know. When we talk about free agency, we don't know what guys want. Like, just in general. like the very, We assume guys want big market, big brand, super team. That's why everybody thought he was going to, these guys were going to the Lakers and the Knicks. But and I, I still don't know what these guys want. But from what I've seen... The guys, the major free agents, tend to go to the stable situation, tend to go to the teams that have shown uh, to have good management, teams that have shown to have good ownership, teams that have shown to have, that are willing to spend. Teams that have a decent roster. And teams that have a decent roster and have shown signs of winning. Yeah. And guys that were to, to the point where guys could look at it and say, if I were there, we could actually win some games. We could compete for a championship. Yeah. I've seen it in Boston. We were we didn't tank. We won games. We were an eight seed again. We were in that purgatory for a year. And then we got Al Horford. And then we got Gordon Hayward. And Kyrie wanted wanted to be here. And then he didn't want to be here. Now Kemba's like, oh, that'd be great in Kyrie's spot. Or Isaiah Thomas's spot. You know, but we've seen it now with Brooklyn and with the Clippers that as weak as their brands appear to be compared to the Knicks and the Lakers. And I don't think that's a, I don't think that that's a false narrative. I think not arguable. Yeah, I yeah. think those late those brands are worse than the Nets or than the Knicks and the Lakers compared to where they are. But I don't think guys are, I don't think guys care about that. I think guys want to be in places where they could win. I think the cities are important. Yeah. Because these guys aren't just going to Utah. Yeah. Utah was a good situation. Yeah. They're not getting guys. But if the cities and the markets are comparable Guys aren't just gonna go to some team because of legacy or because of this is a bigger team in New York. If you're not a state in a stable situation, and the Knicks and Lakers now LeBron did it. That's one guy, and you know obviously there's some Hollywood and, stuff involved. And it might have been a mistake, and we'll see. But exactly. year one was a disaster. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I, I I thought Durant going to the Knicks. I kept warning people, Durant going to the Knicks. Not a guarantee. If he saw what happened to LeBron, why would he do the same thing? Mm-hmm. It hurt LeBron's le- it hurt LeBron's brand and his legacy more than it helped him by going to the Lakers last year and losing. One thousand percent. It now it created the narrative of 
can't win in the West. Are you as good as Jordan? You can't do it. You need help. Team. Yeah, you need a super team. That narrative wouldn't have been there if you would have went to Philly. If you went to Philly, they would have won the East probably. Yeah. Been to another finals and it would have been all around the nine straight finals. He, he might have, and he might have won. He might have won if those guys still got his hurt. Achilles and stuff. Now yeah. what is the narrative? If he goes to Houston, maybe they win. I mean, like there's so many, so many things that LeBron may have messed up. But again, I don't think he cares about any of that because it was about it was about Space Jam. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> but regardless, um, but on this Brooklyn thing, they're not gonna they're they're not winning anything next year. Durant's hurt. I think they had to do it, even though I've said that I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch Durant with a ten feet, ten foot pole. You said that on the show. I think they. I, have, I, I put the audio on our Instagram so people saw what we thought before this all right. even happened. I, I don't. I think they had to do it because I think they had to get Kyrie. And as much as, as a Celtics fan, I know Kyrie's uh, ability to be destructive and disruptive in a locker room. Um, I think he is a an upgrade over D'Angelo Russell. Maybe not a massive one, but I think a very considerable upgrade uh, in their talent pool, in their ability to win championships. I'd rather have Russell. I'd rather Kyrie than Russell. And then you just take the swing and hope that Durant gets healthy. It may be a risk, but and then again, I go back to who else are you getting? And it's Brooklyn, and it's it's a risk because it's a risk that I think is worth taking for Brooklyn because. Where they were now was nowhere, basically. Exactly. So what else, Kyrie else are you going? makes them relevant and makes them uh, a borderline contender in the East. I don't think they're a contender per se, but you just never know what Kyrie Irving. Like he's also kind of unpredictable. Like he's unpredictable in good ways too. He can surprise you and do something that maybe we didn't expect. Fair. Like, do I think the Nets have no chance of being a top four team in the West or the East? No. No, I, mean, I think there's a decent chance they're, they're they could the, be a top they're, four. They're the chance they could be a top four team. I wouldn't bet money on it. I would bet. Who would you have over them? I mean, I'll certainly have Milwaukee, Philly, very likely at Boston. Uh, that fourth team, I'm sorry, I think they can get in the top four. They can get there. But they're very much in the mix with Toronto, Indiana. Uh, and we got to see what Miami and Detroit do. Like, they're, the East is so wide open, but they're in that same range. The same, like, I think they're in the same range this year they were last year. Last year they ended up being six. This year they're going to be in six, but they could also. It also wouldn't shock me if they missed the playoffs, which sounds may sound inflammatory. But I mean, Kyrie's an injury-prone player to begin with. Um, if, now, if we're talking fully healthy, if he plays seventy games, which I always consider pretty much fully healthy, if he plays seventy games, it still wouldn't shock me because I don't think the East is terrible. East is bad because like, if Detroit. Can Detroit we had, be one, we had one good year for good Eastern Conference, and that was thrown thrown away. Thanks to Kawhi, right? I, it's only it's a four team league. It's a three team. I think Indiana is being a little overrated. Who's rating them? I, 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 a I lot of they, people think they're the third best team in the East right now. That's the consensus. Isn't isn't Oladipo coming off? What are you? What are you towards Patella? Yeah, they say he's not coming back till I think December. Yeah, January. no, they're not. They're not in the conversation. Don't who's saying? Don't this? tell those who, to me. Who who I, I, who's saying? The consensus and I mean, look, you can do the research. You can go on Twitter. You <laughs> I was can, like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Can I smoke dodging? He's like, I'm not gonna call out the names. Well, of names, I don't need to. I don't even need to. I, I like. I can't give you names, but I'm just saying. Like the the narrative is that Boston's four, Indiana's three, and it's not. It's not a crazy opinion for most people. The consensus is that oh yeah, of course, Indiana's gonna get healthy. They were great old last year without Old Depot. But, I mean, 
I mean, you think they're going to be able to keep that up? I understand the theory of, oh, well, now they got Brogdon and Lamb. Kind of replicate what Oladipo gave you. And they, they've still got Sabonis and those guys. But they they lose Bogdanovich, which I think will hurt them. I, I don't know. Lose Tyreek Evans. But real quickly, though, on the question of uh, – Because <laughs> yeah, he has a question. Yeah. Uh, is Brooklyn in position for a New York Hoops takeover? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking the New York, the New York takeover, I mean – I mean, I think the I think New York, the Knicks. I mean, they 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 they're not there yet because Brooklyn isn't gonna win anything next year. They do. I mean, sure, but Durant's not gonna be there for a year. So the Knicks have a one year grace period to turn things around. Now, is there anything to see? Is there anything foreseeable to where I could see them turning things around in a year? Again, the NBA, you never know. Mm-hmm. A star might become available. The next star that comes available, Knicks will be on the, Knicks will be one of the first teams on the on on the line trying to get that guy. So, then the question just becomes like, is the is is the organization just so tainted that they're just never going to be able to get one of those guys? I mean, via trade, they can do whatever they want. Trade, of course, and but, that's what I'm saying. The next oh, star that's okay. available via trade. Like, Knicks will be calling. Knicks will be, Knicks will be one of in terms of assets. But what's weird though is that the, that the Knicks have said that they're, they're they're not in the game for that. That they're in well, the they, game of signing players, but they don't want to trade for anybody anymore. So what happened with Melo? Which is foolish. It's, it's I, look, you can't take yourself out of any game in basketball. You can't take yourself out of the, you know, I don't want to get free agents. You can't be. I don't want to trade for guys. Everything should be on the table, and you evaluate each thing individually. Evaluate each situation individually. If Carl Towns becomes available via trade, you don't be like, "Well, we gave up a lot of assets for Melo and it didn't work, so I'm not going to give up a lot of assets for Carl Anthony Towns." It's a different situation. Mm-hmm. If Damian Lillard becomes available, Giannis, like I don't know, but you, you still got to make the call. You still got to be because the same mindset is what. I mean, they didn't get Kyrie. They didn't go all in to trade for Kyrie. Didn't go all in to try and get Kawhi. Like. Um, I don't know. I I feel like with the Knicks, again, they have that one year where they can. The Brooklyn's not winning anything. I haven't loved what I've seen from R.J. Barrett. I'm not as high on R.J. Barrett as almost everybody. Most people, I don't say everybody, but most people. Um, but if he blows up next year, or if one of these guys blows up or they draft some dude that is the next Zion, like, all these things, like, I don't know. We didn't see Zion being a thing a year ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, what if there is some guy that we're not even talking about? It could be Jaden McDaniels ends up being the next Kevin Durant and averages 23 at Washington next year. And now we're like, whoa, like, the next guy, Jaden McDaniels, like, that changes life. I don't know. But, I mean, so it's not over. But if they get past that one year and they're still where they are this year, and Durant comes back, and the Nets are now a top three, four team in the East. With in the social media era, I don't think people care about what the Knicks have done. But I, I think, think that's going to hurt the Knicks. So to answer the question for me, I, I no, I don't think that the offseason puts Brooklyn and Hoops take over. I think you said something that was poignant earlier, uh, not earlier in the show, but last week when all this stuff happened, or maybe it was last week, a couple of days ago, which was how you mentioned how there is a. a you know, there's a there's a generation of fans, baseball fans in New York, that are not overwhelmingly, but there are a lot of Met fans who are around the ages of between 45 and like 55, 
And a lot of those fans grew up in the era of the 86 Mets and how the Mets between 84 to 88 were like a power. They were a powerhouse. Um, they only won title, but they were one of the best teams in baseball. And the Yankees had maybe their worst run the franchise has ever had uh, around that same time. And you could definitely make the case that for that short period of time, the Mets ran the city. Could that happen? That's something I can see that's more likely. I don't know. There's nothing to me that's going to be sustainable about the Nets overcoming, overtaking the Knicks because the Knicks are an institution in the city, you know, in a basketball city that just, there's, I, I just don't see, I don't know what it would take, but I can't imagine Brooklyn ever overtaking them. Um, there's just too many fans. There's too little Net fans. And New York fan base is a diehard fan base. It's not a fair weather team. Yeah, they're, they're just going to not like, Durant right. and Harry's and, and like my thing is look could they could they could Brooklyn become could the Nets become Brooklyn's team finally yes that's possible the Knicks could have lost Brooklyn because of what happened I think it's done yeah very possible very very possible because Brooklyn people forget yes there are a lot of Brooklyn people who grew up there for years and years and generations that are Knicks fans but Brooklyn now has a lot of transplants Brooklyn has a lot of people who came from Florida came from overseas Came from the West Coast, came from Canada. It's 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 a it's a gentrified borough essentially, and there are a lot of people who now have a reason to maybe want to go to Barclays Center. They say, I I don't have a basketball team because where I'm from, I really didn't grow up watching basketball. But the Knicks are here. The Nets have two of the best players in the NBA. Why wouldn't I watch? So the Knicks, this this the only damage I think that really could have been done in terms of the fan base is that yeah, I think they could have lost the borough Brooklyn. The Knicks, I don't think will ever lose the city. As bad as Dolan is, as bad as the team is, um, the fact that the Nets were last in attendance despite making the playoffs and, and having an exciting team, and the Knicks were one of the worst teams in the league and finished in the top eight or nine, that's really just a testament to what the stronghold they've had over the city. Um, this was a bad offseason for the Knicks. I, I'm sorry. I think there are people who are trying to spin it. This offseason was... You can't spin it. This was a disaster. The Knicks, no, was, yeah. the Knicks positioned themselves to try to sign two max free agents. And do I think that things would have been different had Durant not blown out his Achilles? Yes. I think there's a chance. I think Durant would have signed with the Knicks if he didn't sign. It's that's, tough for me to I say think. that because you just hear all this stuff about like, how this thing was done in February. and you know, Bobby Port is coming out saying, oh, yeah, I knew, I knew months ago these guys were going to the Knicks. Like, all that stuff sounds like maybe this thing was done. But but also there is that that thing of a lot of people wanting to now say like haha like I knew and like they made it really know. I I that's that's what I because that happened all, every, all the players knew and I was like that that makes no sense like yeah, no way how do all, all the these people keep saying he was going to New York because then why are guys recruiting why are guys recruiting Durant to do something else right if they know like it's, it's a done deal why is the narrative he's going to New York um I think guys had old information you know I think maybe they thought you know media all these things I think maybe it was that was the word and it changed but. Um, the other thing that makes that weird is that, like, he still went to Brooklyn. Like, why would the, why would the Achilles injury change him going to New York? If it, it changes, like, because, if he goes back to Golden State. I think, he, cause I think, I think Durant, I think Durant now, I think that, I think he has a level of mortality now. That he's he like, I can't even risk it. He's like, I can't afford to go to the Knicks and I'm not the same player. And, or, yeah, even if I'm still really good, like, like, if I'm not, as he said, if I'm not Kevin Durant. Like, now my window of winning championships. I think he still wants to win and be competitive and stuff. I don't think he... Yes, he does just want to live in New York, but there's more... He's a baller at the end of the day, and he wants to be in the best situation. Remember, this is a guy who went to the Warriors. You can't forget that. That's kind of what I think maybe we all kind of lost sight of, is that 
the guy who went to the Warriors and really didn't go to the Knicks. This guy who signed the team that beat him. Yeah. Now he's going to go to the worst team in the league. Like, that's – in some ways, you'd be like, well, maybe he's trying to make up for it. But his DNA suggests that he's never going to be about that life. So – Yeah. So that that's that's the situation with that. But regardless, this is a bad offseason. It doesn't really matter what the Knicks have done. And I don't think what they've done has been the worst thing in the world. But I do have questions about the the, the influx of power fours that they have. Todd Gibson is going to play the five, and I understand that. But he's a little on the side to play the five. He's six foot Todd nine. Todd Gibson starting at the five? No, no, not starting. Uh, I mean, he's going to play the five. So 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 <laughs> Portis is so Portis is back of four. That's good. Portis is back of four. He can stretch the floor a little bit with his three point shot. All these guys individually are nice players. They're decent. Elvin I'm Payton, not all these guys. I think Elvin, Bullock is not. No, I don't think he's a good player. Oh, Bullock can shoot though. All right, all right. Bullock can shoot the, I, the way I look one at thing it, he can. The one thing he I'm can like, do. Look, if he was on the Celtics, would he get run? Would he be in the rotation? No. So that's why I'm I mean, like, the I Knicks, don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> but, like we. It's like the Knicks. Like had they not ever. Talked about trying to get max free agents this offseason. I don't think would be looked at as bad, like because at the end of the day, they needed shooting. They desperately needed shooting, and they got Ellington and Bullock, who are three point shooters. They desperately needed front court up. They had probably the worst front court in the NBA. Todd Gibson, Randall, and Porter's are a nice. That's a nice grouping. You know what I'll say about the in Knicks? In terms of just you're not in a wrong. vacuum. You're not wrong. They, like, and I think and they, they need they, all these things were things of need. I think they took a step forward, given the hand they were dealt. The problem I have is that they dealt them they dealt themselves they dealt themselves his own hand by yeah. trading Porzingis. Yeah, exactly. You know, like this is a hand. This didn't have to happen. Like they 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 said we're going on a barren roster. We're gonna tank to get to the bottom. We're trading KP because we're gonna get free agents and hopefully get Zion. That was the thing. Either one or the other was was hopefully gonna happen, and neither happened. Now they got RJ Barrett, who they're hoping is a great player. I'm not as high on him. If he's not that great, they didn't get these free agents. They got Randall, but now you're adding Randall, who I think is a, a, a very good player, to a barren roster. That is not good. So they going from the worst team in the league to what the twenty fourth best team in the league. You know, that's like gonna be the they're, question. They're, they're, they're th- not, maybe they're not a bottom three team. Maybe they're a bottom eight team. I think the Knicks are gonna be one of the one of the more. I think I think in some ways to me they're gonna be very unpredictable this year, honestly, because I think that. Could they be the worst team in the East again? Yes. Um, could they challenge for a playoff spot? Yes, I can see that. I see. A, I see becoming less le- less and less likely. I see a pathway with Barrett not looking NBA ready. I can't go by two to some of the games. I know. Yeah. I can't. I can't do that. Right. You can. I. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> right, right. But I think there is a path if Dennis Smith takes this, the leap that he's saying he is taking. And oh, Randall, he's saying he's taking. It. He's he's saying that he can. He he's saying he's going to carry this team to the playoffs. So that take that for what it is. But let's let's say Dennis Smith goes from a fifteen point five assist guy a to, to a. I was going to say that. Just say an eighteen and seven guy. I mean that's a that's a massive jump. And that's a different I don't know player. If he's a seven assist type of guy on this team. You know, just not a lot of help around him. But I, I think he but can let's say he does points. that. Let's say Kevin Kevin Knox goes from thirteen points to sixteen points. Let's say. Randall does what he does. I'm not going to add more than what he did. So he's 21 and 8 again. I think that's fair. Um, I mean, the team has more talent now. They got Gibson can play, Porters can play. But that's the they problem. Have a, they have a Alfred Payton. They have more talent than like any. It would have been hard to have the same amount of talent. Yeah, they, they, they had, had no talent last year. You know, but in comparison to the rest of the league, now they they went from like we're obviously the worst team where Charlotte's going to be now to yeah. now like. 
we're in the same mix with Atlanta, who's also one of the worst teams in the league last year. Their roster isn't any worse than Atlanta than New York. I would argue they have more top end talent. They have more top end talent than New York. Bro. You know, so like, at least for next season. So that's where I'm like, all right, and maybe we're saying Atlanta might make the jump. I mean, Orlando, are they going to take a step back? They didn't really lose anybody. They were a playoff team. Uh, Miami got better, you would think, getting Jimmy Butler. Obviously, Brooklyn got better. Detroit's not going to take a major step back. You don't think getting Derrick Rose. It's just, like, the Knicks. And then you do all this. And, again, luckily, they didn't make any major, like, besides Randall, they didn't make any major commitments to Even Randall's only a 2-1. and and That's true, too. You know, so they really didn't make any major commitments to anybody. Um, but it's still like, all right, but they didn't have to be in this position because they had a guy, I mean, remember how good, like, we can't underrate Chris Asportingas when he was healthy. Oh, no. He, I mean, they, they were a playoff team regardless of who they had on the team with Chris Asportingas. Remember, they were competing for the playoffs before he got hurt and they fell apart when he got hurt. And that's when they went to the tank mode. And they were one of the worst teams in the league, and they but they weren't bad enough to get a top five pick. Right. And then this year they were like, we're trading. He wasn't playing, and they went really bad. But like they had that kind of player on the team, and they got rid of him for in reality nothing, unless Dennis Smith really takes they, that jump and becomes a top ten point they guard. The Dallas picks turn or something. And yeah, and then the Dallas picks, but those aren't going to be felt on the roster for years. Well, my 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 feeling on the KP thing, I, I hate to relitigate it. It's not about trading KP. Yes, they I had don't to, care about. We, I think him. I think everyone, anyone who's smart, I think kind of understands they had to trade him. Now, if we're going on that, it's the what? issue is it got to that point, right? That's what right. Rose brought up this week, and that's something that's that we all we all problem. can talk about, and I don't think anyone disagrees with that. I think the issue I have with the Porzingis trade, and it had it the day they did it, which was yeah. one, you gave yourself no net, you 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 did a trade, and the, and the 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 big takeaway from it for everybody was going to be the cap relief so now you got to fill that cap relief with star players so you told me before the offseason that we were going to trade Porzingis for Jared Julius Randle and Dennis Smith now it's going to be the players I got on my team I'd say no I don't want that no that's not a trade I ever want to do that's the trade that the Knicks did so that's a failure the Knicks should have done exactly what the Pelicans did you don't just acquiesce like immediately to when that guy says, I want to go to this team. You 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 put him out there and say, all right, this guy wants to be traded. Now, Who wants him? Thing I'll this say whole thing like, of them trying to be offensive, to me, they, they were playing defense with how they did it. Now, I don't have a problem with the way they did it only because they had a plan that has now proven to be, like, incompetent. The plan, the plan was to get cap space. Right. There weren't that many teams that were going to be able to take on those guys. But... If they would have adjusted their mindset in the hindsight. They said, well, keep Tim Hardaway in, in league. We're said, not worried about that. They said, we're not worried about cap space. They could have got a haul for Chris Tapper. 1,000%. They could have took on a bad contract. And he's got and a got, haul. Got a haul like Paul George. Right. Exactly. Like AD. Right. You don't think there was a team out there. I, I mentioned earlier this week. You don't think Denver would have considered trading Jamal Murray for Porzingis? You don't think they would have considered that and thought, well, I mean, just like Dallas. Yeah, mean, if he commits long term, took on that Millsap contract. Especially, I mean, maybe, but if he commits long term and says, "Well, they already have a, a a girth of depth in the backcourt. They got a million guards. 
You don't think they could have afforded to lose Murray if they were taking on Porzingis yeah. and said, we're just going to go Jokic and Porzingis is the front court going forward, and we might win multiple championships. There are plenty of teams out there that would have given away a major young asset if they knew they were getting KP, and they didn't have to take on bad contracts. Like Dallas, were, they said to themselves, we could take on the contracts. Yeah, we're not getting any free agents. <laughs> so we'll take on Hardaway yeah. and Courtney Lee, and yeah, we'll yeah, still yeah. have gas space. Yeah. And hopefully yeah, yeah, we get Porzingis. We'll just blow it all on Dwight Powell. <laughs> yeah, Dwight Powell Jesus and Christ. Seth Curry. You bring him back. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, These are the teams I root for. <laughs> that all right. But, like, so that's the, that's the issue. And if they didn't trade Porzingis and they didn't get these guys, you know what the narrative would be right now? We just signed KP to a five-year deal, assuming he does that. And maybe he wouldn't, but that's a hard thing is he really gonna barrel? Is he really gonna look the barrel in the face and say, well, "Coming off a major knee injury and some some shady stuff off the court, I'm not gonna sign a five year hundred whatever." He did that. He 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 gave the same threats to Dallas. Right. I'm signing the qualifying offer. And when I heard that, I was like, I mean, good for him. I, as an agent, I always say they should do it. But I dare him to do that. He ain't doing that in Dallas. Yeah. And he didn't do it. So look, I I think the the Porzingis trade thing. They screwed up in terms of value. Yeah. It screwed them over. It, the, the trade would have been fine if they would have got Zion, KD, or right. KD. Or, <laughs> that's that's, or, why, or, I, that's why I say it gave them no net. It now became it now became boomer things that had nothing to do with Porzingis, you now had to hit a home run on. Yep. When you could have just you, did good on the you, Porzingis you, trade. You didn't control your own destiny. <laughs> right, you didn't control your own destiny. You put your destiny in the hands of Kevin Durant's Achilles. Yeah, and Kyrie and, 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 and some lottery balls. Flat Earth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you put up. You, you you took the control out of your hands with how they did it, and I that mean, was. Think about the, the guys at the time. I thought it was bad. Think I did about, not think it was I, a good I, idea, like, and it was. It I wasn't. thought those dudes were locks to go to the Knicks. So at the time, I thought, oh, this is smart. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. They got draft picks, and look, they're gonna get these guys. So like, we can we can stress about it, but y'all are gonna get them. And I, as a Knicks fan, as a Celtics fan, I was upset. I was like, man, the Knicks about to what? He about to get Durant, KD, like. I was no, tired Durant of Durant and Kyrie. Yeah, I keep saying Durant and Kyrie. Everybody get Durant and Kyrie. Like, what? But in hindsight, they, these are the flakiest dudes in the league. Yeah. Saying, there were reports coming out this week that Durant told Westbrook the day before he left that he was coming back. Went to the Hamptons. And Went told. to the Hamptons, got recruited, and was like, and sent him a text. Yeah, nah, chill. I'm, I'm actually going to Golden State, by the way. After it got announced. Not before he got yeah. announced. Send the text after. And, My bad. And then we wonder why Westbrook can't stand Durant. Right. Um. Let's quickly go to the rest of the rest of stuff before we get out of here, Kendall. So, um, the Warriors rebounded from Durant's departure by signing D'Angelo Russell. They also were by Kevon Looney. Or the Warriors still in the mix for title contention. Uh, title contention. Uh, we're talking next year or just going next forward? Next season. Uh, next season. Unlikely. I mean, there are a lot of teams in the West that could that could get to the finals. I don't think they have the depth. Mm. You know, like, if we're talking about a team that now is dealing with injuries and age and attrition, now we're talking about, oh, they also aren't that deep. It's not a good mix. Um, they're going to be relying a lot on their young guys to really be able to play. And I don't really like any of the guys they have. I, I love Russell. I, I don't really consider him, he's a young player, but I don't consider him one of the young guys, but... Jacob Evans, Eric Pascal, Jordan Poole, McKinney. They, I guess they just got Amari Spellman. They got Willie Cauley-Stein. They did sign I thought that was a sneaky good move. I did too. 
Well, I, was st- I wanted the Celtics to get Willie. They got him for the minimum, man. That was a steal. But regardless, they got Willie Cauley Stein. But like, I don't really love any of these guys, man. Their bench is gonna still be trash. And then when we come to the playoffs, they won't have the as much as Iguodala was kind of dead weight. He still, when it came to playoff time, still stepped up in ways that these young, McKinney's not gonna do. Um, everybody knows I'm a Steph Curry guy. I'm a little worried about Steph though. Um, really. I'm worried about him because people are assuming it's kind of like with LeBron that oh don't worry like he's gonna be able to just carry the team like he did before. But that's what's great about getting 2016 rough. was a long time ago, fam. It was a long time ago, and we've seen that in spurts he can be that guy. Things aren't gonna be nearly but, as cushy as they've been the last four years. Right, he, you start to you know you been living in the in, in the penthouse. You know you got you got your own personal chef. You got a masseuse. You forget how to cook. You got you got a swimming pool. You know yeah yeah. And then now now they say all right now like you could be the greatest chef in the world. But then they say all right now you gotta cook. You gotta clean. You gotta take everything. It ain't gonna be as easy as you think. Um, so I'm very I'm I'm a little worried. I know Steph is becoming like the. The, like the the hot take favorite for MVP, I don't know if it's gonna be no, that easy. No, for him. no, no, no. People are talking about that. That's, that's crazy. I, 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 mean, I sound like you with the Indiana thing. Like who's saying that? I'm just, I've heard it. Who's I'm gonna go with you say and say I've heard it. Name, heard name, it. DJ. Nah, I've heard it. <laughs> so I, no, I don't. I think that Steph. I think he's gonna play very well. I think the team will be good. I think they'll 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 compete because they're a really good organization. But they'll be a playoff team. They'll make the playoffs. If they're healthy, they'll be, they'll be a playoff team. I, still I, think think, they, I think they're going to be a little better than what, like, San Antonio was I, this year. I think, like, they're going right. to be, like, a good team that's, like, a tough out. But, I think like, Curry's, like, better than anybody they have. Like, I think Curry will still get to, like, 27, Oh, he's going to have a good year. But I'm worried about injuries. I'm worried about him having to play the, 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 the wear and tear. It's gonna, he's in his 10th year. The defense. This is a guy who's been playing, you know, deep in the playoff run. It's not, like, 10 years and you've been missing the playoffs every right. year. This guy who's been in the finals like what five years in a row. <laughs> so he's played more games than most guys. Yeah, and and like, we saw what the mileage did to Kevin Durant and 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 Clay Thompson. And people forget, no guys don't run as much as he does. Like he got low management in those MVP years by not playing fourth quarters. Yeah, he ain't gonna have that yeah, luxury. Just, yeah, just blowing people out. They, they're not gonna play. be front runners yeah. this year. It'll be some games where he just goes off and like teams will be nuked. But I love. I still think they should trade Draymond. Getting Russell alleviates that to some extent. But Draymond's on a one-year deal. That's going to be, as we talked about before, it's going to be hard to get good value for him. Part of me doesn't care. Like, I think Draymond is a – he's a level of player to where I think teams will be like, look, if we give Draymond mo- the money he wants, he's going to resign. Like, he's not going to be – I don't think he's going to have a, a, a wealth of options. Only teams are going to be unloading cap space to get Draymond. So, can you get, like, even a decent young player, a, 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 a rehabilitation project, I don't want to say Andrew Wiggins because he's a bad contract, no, but like that level of player, even Josh Jackson, like they, I mean, again, also can't take that guy in yeah. particular. But there are young players out there where it's like, man, like on a, on a good situation, like they could they could have they could be really. I good. do think that they're gonna be a fun team to watch though. I think that watch. I think Russell and Russell and is, is Russell gonna get traded? Be That's been the word that Russell's not even gonna be there. By the time February comes around, everybody keeps just like speculating that, but I haven't that seen, make, that I haven't any seen any reporting that has substantiated that. Mark Stein is very, very uh, connected and very, very knowledgeable. He's awesome, yeah. And he seems to think that that one hundred percent, like he can get traded. He didn't report that. It made it seem like it was more speculation, more his own thing. But he's like, it just makes no sense that they would do this. So it makes me I think mean, that he I has, think, he's I think, heard from somebody. I think that Russell is clearly a trade asset, but I think that. It doesn't make for sense this, for me to for sign this him season, just to though. Trade him. Yeah, I mean, for this season, he like they're 
then I'm getting electric backcourt. I think that this makes more way more sense than Kyrie and, and him ever made. Because Kyrie because Steph Curry is now Clay Thompson's replacement. Yeah. And Steph has yeah. how deadly Steph Curry is as a shooting guard. Yeah. And Steph Curry has a willingness to play off the ball that Kyrie doesn't, doesn't. have. Yeah. That's why Kyrie was limited in the Celtics offense. So I, I they're gonna be a fun team to watch. They're, they're gonna be a league pass team for me. I'm gonna watch them a lot because they're gonna be. It's gonna be fun to see Steph and Draymond with the backs against the wall having to battle against these beasts that are out there. But I think they're gonna show the chart of a champion and be competitive, but just not. Bob Myers. There are like and look, there's this conversation: who's the best GM in the league? Ujiri seems to have the belt right now. He seems to be on the throne right now. You know, people say, "Oh, you knocked off Ainge." Regardless, there are like I don't I don't I don't care who the best guy is. Like, I don't know who's the best GM in football. There is no best GM. There are a lot of smart guys that are put in good situations to make good moves. But regardless, Bob Myers in that conversation yeah, of the, sure. the the four or five best executives in basketball. I think I think Maury is being not people think he's overrated uh, to the point where I think he's being underrated a little bit. I agree with that too. But I think he's taking risks that some of them haven't paid off. The Paul thing was terrible. But <laughs> again, if you make one bad move, I'm not going to kill you. Right. But regardless. Um, Bob Myers rebounding from losing Kevin Durant by re-signing by by doing a signing trading in D'Angelo Russell. That's, now look, that's did he talk get about lucky? making yeah, talk about making amount just paying something out of nothing. Yeah, like no one anticipated that he could have even pulled that off. I mean, nobody was talking about this. No, I mean it's 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 incredible. That it is. I mean, they 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 got an all star. <laughs> like they got more value than OKC did. Yeah. I mean, OKC didn't get anything. But they, they, got, they got zero. Yeah, they got, they got nothing. <laughs> That's not fair to say. <laughs> but like, they got more value than Indiana got for Paul George. Yeah. Is what I was really thinking. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I know. This dude was a free agent. Durant didn't have to go. He didn't have to do no signing trade. They just they. It was all his works. You know, the money works. He I guess he wants to come here. Why not? And they did exactly what Charlotte did with Rogier, but Rogier is not a good player. <laughs> so it's not a good it like, Imagine if Rogier was good. Right. That's what the Warriors did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, it was a hell of a move by Myers. All these teams that we were talking about that would want D'Angelo Russell, how we talked about D'Angelo Russell is like the equivalent of like a starting quarterback being available in free agency in the NFL. Where it's like restricted free agent all stars don't yeah, ever become yeah, available. Twenty three year old point guard all star players just never happen. It, they're not available. Yeah, and the fact that the Warriors got them, yeah. the team with no cap flexibility, the yeah. team with all these spots, team with a, a star point guard, we're still able to get this guy. It shows why certain teams shows, are ahead of others. I was about to say it shows the level of incompetence that's going around the league. That's what it shows. Phoenix hasn't had a point guard in a decade. Since the Nash. Warriors got two all star players, and they couldn't get this guy whose best friend is the, is, is is all on the team. All right, but well, well, they were afraid he's gonna he's gonna be a bad influence. I forgot about this. D Lo's be a bad influence on Booker. There's a lot of incompetence going on in the NBA, uh, as New York Knicks fans can attest to. Um, some of the other big league deals. Uh, we can't spend too much time on it. We're running out of time here. But Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris. Well, Jimmy Butler going to Miami. Tobias Harris now Horford going to Philly. Kemba going to the Celtics, Malcolm Brogdon going to Indiana, and then uh, Milwaukee re-signing Chris Middleton. We all we both agree Brooklyn's a year away from competing. Um, but uh, of these teams, uh, which team has uh, has positioned themselves best uh, this postseason? 
given their given given their hands. And Toronto. Yeah, I mean, you can't talk about the fact that. But they, they didn't sign anyone. Well, they didn't sign. I mean, they signed Stanley Johnson. Okay. Ronnie Hall Jefferson. But sure. no, Put but them um, in the same categories. But like, Butler and Kemba Walker. In terms of the Eastern Conference, like they're still in the picture. Yeah. You know, but. Um, this is not necessarily say who's a favorite, but again, who positioned themselves the best given what they were. I mean, given that hand they were dealt. Yeah. I mean, I I like what Boston did. You know, obviously I, I'm I'm a homer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they make him the favorite, but again, talking about a rebound, you lose Kyrie Irving, and you rebound by, and Al Horford, and you rebound by getting Kemba Walker. That I mean, I think that's a heck of a rebound by Danny Ainge. But um, look, I think Milwaukee's the best team in the Eastern Conference. I know that's not the question, but that's the thing that people are, are ignoring, I think. I think people are are overreacting to what they saw in the conference finals, acting as if Milwaukee isn't isn't dangerous or that people saying Philly is now obviously the best team in the East. I'm like, why? I think Philly got worse. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I, I like again, again, you want to talk about rebound, Jimmy Butler leaves and they're able to get Josh Richardson and Al Horford. I mean, that's great value. But the problem Philly had, they've had for three years, that I was the first person to really, really highlight, was they didn't have fourth quarter scores. Fourth quarter scoring is one of the hardest things to find. Late game scoring is one of the hardest things to find in the NBA. Yeah. It's when evaluating prospects, that was one of the key things you want to be able to see if you're going to be a superstar. And Philly didn't have it. And B was out of shape, and his post game kind of eroded. He was floating on the perimeter, and Simmons can't score in the fourth quarter. They got Harris, and they got Butler. Butler was their closer last year. He was very good at it. In the playoffs, he was. In the regular season, he was. He, was, he didn't play well, but he right. was excellent in the postseason. You know, but, like, <laughs> Butler was the guy. Yeah. And he solved that problem, and he gave them a chance to win a championship. They came pretty close One last year. bounce away. Possibly. From being contenders. They lose Jimmy Butler. He was the closer. And replacing Al Horford, who's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Josh Richardson, who's not going to do that. Now you're saying Tobias Harris, who hasn't done that at a high level in his career at all. You're the guy. You're the guy. And I don't think that solves the problem. Yeah, I think I think it it creates a problem that they had just solved six months ago. Uh, I mean, you're in agreement. I don't like what Philly did this offseason. Um, I think that they did the best they could. They had to. Based on Jimmy leaving. I think that, you know, Jimmy leaving and you get Hawford and Richardson, I like both of those players in a vacuum. So I, I don't hate what they did. But... I, I do agree that there's a, there's a clear missing piece here now because Joel Embiid, he's just got to get in better shape, man. That's, like, the, that's the thing. Like, if he if he gets in better shape and he can stay healthy, maybe I won't feel as bad about their inability. Or Simmons gets a jump inability, shot. Or, yeah, or Simmons. That's a huge leap. I'm yeah, and it just it, – it, it, <laughs> Simmons is almost getting to the point where I've just, like, given up. And maybe that's, like, kind of crazy because he's so young. But I'm just kind of assuming that he's never going to be a guy who's a shooter. All right, like I, he's I, still a great player. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, it doesn't mean he can't be a great player, and he still is. I don't great like player. the max contract. I know we we kind of differ. Uh, on no, that. I know you gotta give it to him. You know, like I think you kind of have to in today's no, he's, NBA. He's too, he's too good, too young. But I'm Mister. You know, I, look, I would have sent him to restricted free agency. If that bites me in the bullet four years from now, because he's like I'm pissed off that we sent him into. Restric- but come back with a jump shot, and then maybe I'll give you a max. If you don't, then we'll talk about it a year from now. <laughs> we'll have this conversation. But nah. I am not just giving you nothing when you haven't earned it. No, nah, the Knicks, the Knicks learned the hard way that you mess around. Yeah, you know, Utah. Your, 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 your guy made your guy may try to get himself out of there before. Yeah, the Knicks learned, certainly learned that. So that's why it's that's still a little dicey. I wouldn't have done that. I think that they did the right move, maxing them out. But um, 
look, I think that they're a team now that's that now in some ways it's kind of poetic that like now it really is on Simmons and Embiid. Dude. There is there is no more, oh, we got another max superstar coming to save the day for you young kids. No, now it's you guys have been saying you you're the, grow, you guys grow, have been saying you guys are the process. Grow up. So grow up and, and, and be the superstars you guys are supposed to be. I kinda like that that's I kinda like that Philly is positioning themselves to put that kind of pressure but on the that better than Giannis. But will they do it? Yeah. Then I don't know. I don't, like I have questions about whether or not Embiid is that committed to doing that in terms of getting his body in the right shape. I have questions about whether or not Simmons can ever shoot. I, I, always, I used to always think a jump shot was something that kind of anybody could learn, but he's really starting to become the case where I'm like, maybe it's not just Simmons anybody. Simmons is interesting because I don't think it's he's not a hard worker. I think he's working at it. I, I do think he's working at it. I just don't think he can shoot. You I think know he has not confidence. a hard worker. It's the dude that like like. Bennett, that's like out of shape and like has no game. Simmons, you can't have the handle that he has. Right. You can't be in tip top shape and condition and be as fast and athletic as he is if you have no work ethic. Yeah, the passing ability, the the ability that's to like score you, both hand, use both hands. I mean, like yeah, he works on. on his game. Yeah, but he has some sort of. It's a psychological thing, in my opinion. That I don't know if he doesn't work on his jump shot. You know, I think he does to some extent, but I don't think he's comfortable using it in games. And um, regardless, that's going to have to be fixed. Do we think that Simmons ends his contract with the Sixers? Um, that's a great question. Because that is where I'm like, I don't know if I would have given it to him. Or whether it's going to work out. Maybe he took it value for him. But I'm gonna, gonna, are they going to look at it and say this is worth it? I'm going to say yes. Because I think the way the league is going, eventually Philly's going to have their day. So right. I'm gonna say yes. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm gonna say eventually they win a title. I don't think it's this year. I don't. I can't tell you when it is, but just okay. Giannis coming up on a contract year. LeBron's getting older. Okay, Paul George and Kawhi are really good, but they're in their prime. So like yeah, after two or three years from now, like then the league, someone else, it's gonna be someone else's time. Somewhere in that time, stuff. Philly is gonna be their time. It's just a matter of when. So I'm gonna say yes because. If you win a title in Philadelphia, you're a made man. But they will they, give you whatever you want. Right, so do he's gonna get, be, he's gonna finish the deal. But I just don't do they know get when impatient that is. By the time that got, that time should come around. I mean, Brett Brown can be the first guy to go. Brett Brown will not. Elton Brand. I'll say be, this: Brett Brown will not survive Ben Simmons' contract. Fair. That, Elton Brand may not survive that contract. Possibly. But yeah, you know it's interesting. Um, look, I think Boston. We talked about it before because we knew Kemba was going there last time we did this, but. Like, I think Boston is being severely underrated. Again, I'm a Celtics fan, so obviously uh, take what I say with a grain of salt when it comes to Boston. But um, I think Tatum and Brown have been, specifically, have been... Kemba, I don't think he's being underrated. I think people understand he's a good player. People understand he might be... And I would, in part, agree that he is a step below Kyrie talent-wise. I think the the team that... I, I I think that Boston rebounded well. I think Boston now. They're, they're, I tell you what, I think there might be a, a very much an addition by subtraction with losing Kyrie. Yeah. The Horford thing is a problem. I don't know who plays. I don't know who's starting in the front. front court. The defense is going to worry me, just in terms of the roster. Who's playing the power forward in the center? I mean, power forward. It might be Hayward, and as the five, it oh might be God. Cantor. I don't know what. You know, we we signed this French dude, Vincent Poirier. <laughs> 
from Euroleague. Look, Brad Stevens, like the, Brad, the Stevens, Tyson Brad Stevens. This is to me. What I will say is that Brad Stevens seems to kind of like these kind of teams, the undersized, un, un undermanned, seem, seemingly undermanned teams. Uh, they he he he's gonna he's gonna figure something out with this team. I just don't. I I just do feel like they did lose something with what they've had, though they rebounded well. I think the team that positions to themselves the best, I'll say, is Milwaukee. Because I think we looked at this offseason and were very concerned about how much they would lose. Brogdon is a massive loss. It can't be understated. But I think considering that he was the only loss, they still kept Brook Lopez. I didn't think they were going to be able to do that. They still kept uh, Chris and Middleton. I thought they would as long as yeah. they gave him the I think, I think the Bro- I think Brogdon was being slightly overrated. Not in terms of his individual game, but I think his impact on Milwaukee, I think he's being overrated. The impact losing him, I think he's being overrated. I think the reason why it's not is only because... The Bledsoe thing is is still concerning. You have and Bledsoe, I, I have concerns about him still. Because you have Bledsoe and you have George Hill, who's still there. And mm-hmm. you have backcourt depth. Now it's just going to be up to, look, Pat Connaughton, DiVincenzo, Sterling Brown. Like you guys have to, to be honest, I think I think someone like DiVincenzo is going to be, I think they're going to look to him and say, I think that's kind of why they were willing to let Brogdon right, walk. Exactly. Like we drafted a bunch of dudes to be able to right. play we, your role. We drafted the next Brogdon, we hope. So, DiVincenzo and Brogdon are similar players. I think they hope that... Connaughton gave them really good minutes in the playoffs. Connaughton played good all season. Like, remember, they didn't have Brogdon for a lot of the playoffs, and they were yeah. fine. Look, they're in a situation where it's... it's The clock is on them with Giannis, and they had to... They couldn't come this come into the season looking like a much worse team. Right. They it didn't... Can, it can't look like they were cheap. They didn't. <laughs> they, they lost one guy who was a good player, but a guy they just couldn't retain, and I think they positioned themselves with some of the other guys that got... If you can consider Miritich. Yeah, Miritich went over to overseas. But they keep Ilyasova. They keep Ilyasova, and and I think Robin Lopez is 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 gonna be a nice. Yeah, I want him in guy in the locker room. I want him and, in and, and as a backup rim protector. So I think they rebounded pretty okay, and I think that they're also in a position with who they have on their team to maybe make a trade but, to add someone yeah. like they added Miritich. So I I think Milwaukee presents all the best because this could have been a disastrous all season. And they avoided yeah, that. Milwaukee like. You want to talk about like who's that next team? Like, it's gonna, I mean, we thought they were a year away. Clearly, I think this is the year. I think Giannis is the best player in the league. I would say. I think maybe LeBron. Uh, I think Kawhi Kawhi's the best player in the league. You can make the case Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah. I mean, I guess Kawhi when he's healthy. You know, Kawhi. The problem with Kawhi is just again, I, I worry about the deterioration. How long can I mean games can he play over an eighty-two game season? When it comes to like. If I'm talking about one playoff series, I'd rather have Kawhi. But, you know, in terms of, like, who's going to MVP, like, Giannis is the favorite next year. And he's a reigning MVP. And we're talking about a dude that is a jump shot away, and he actually legitimately, like, has shown signs of improvement, unlike Simmons. Like, Giannis could actually be a good three-point shooter come next season, and it wouldn't shock me. Uh, I mean... I think Milwaukee can be really good. They didn't do much to surround him, but they still almost won the championship last year. So I'm not concerned about them. I, I Again, I I just go back to, I think, the thing with the Celtics is I think that Tatum and Brown, like, those guys, we forget because they the last we saw them, they didn't look good. Mm-hmm. They played poorly, and it was in an awful situation. Things completely uh, fell apart. Fell The wheels fell under them. But did what we see, the question of the Celtics is going to be, did what we see last year, was that a blip? Or did what we see 
in the postseason two years ago was that a blip. Whichever one, I tend to think that the year where Brad Stevens was out of control out of the six years, he couldn't control the locker room the one time, and Kyrie was acting like a clown for most of the year. He seemed to get rid of any of the clown people. That was except, clearly... Except, except for, I mean, Horford obviously wasn't a clown. Yeah. The other guys... Were very Morris, erratic personalities. Rozier, Kyrie. It seemed like... It is, it is, everyone was going to be causing the problems. It seemed like it would be those guys. Exactly. And then you replace them with kind of... I mean, Cantor is kind of a knucklehead at times, oh, yes. but... You Nick know, fans can attest. You know, for the most part, like, you know, he's going to play hard. You know, I mean... Kyrie, Kemba's the anti-Kyrie. I think Tatum, again, I think he's the guy that's going to take the jump. And I think Brown in a contract year could be very, very good. I think it's being understated. Um, yeah, they let him, let him go to the extension and uh, let him go to free agency. Yeah, they're and, not going to extend him. Which means he could really, really get some big offers if he right. plays well. Because they're going to be teams that don't didn't didn't get anybody this year. Yeah. Or position next year he's to gonna get somebody. Get he, I mean, he, unless he looks bad or he's hurt, like, and I don't see him looking bad like he did this year, he's going to get a max deal. And... <laughs> Hopefully he's with Boston, but we'll see. Um, Hayward is really the wild card. Yeah. I'm not as convinced as other people are that he's going to make this jump, that he's going to be Utah Hayward. He'll never be Utah Hayward defensively. No. You know, he's shot defensively, which is why he's going to have to play the four. But if he gets stronger, I think his offensive game can still come around because he showed signs of consistently late last year. So I think Boston, again, being very underrated, I think, Guarantee they will be better than Brooklyn next year. Uh, guarantee. Guarantee. Okay. Right? Remember this. And guarantee. July 8th, whatever it is. They then? will be a, if they are healthy, and I don't mean healthy July, like. Yeah, July, uh, yeah, July 8th. Guarantee. Kendall says guarantee. If they have Celtics, no more than better, one major we, injury. We'll be better than the Nets next year. If they have no more than one major injury next year. I'm saying they can survive a major injury. Even with a major injury. Guarantee they are a top three team in the East next year. So I don't okay. know if that's I don't know if that's a hot take, but I think it is. You know, like there's a lot of Philly talk. Milwaukee's better than us. I'm willing to admit because we don't have Giannis. They have Giannis. I'm I'm afraid of Giannis. I'm afraid of Giannis the he's same like, way. So we do what you I was, last I, was year. I was afraid of LeBron. You know, and we don't have a Giannis stopper anymore. So that's that bothers me. But he went to Philly. He went to Philly. So the Philly thing, man. The only the last thing I want to say about them is that what. what and what NBA do, does Horford and Embiid make any sense on the court, like for next season? Yeah, we, we talked about them long term, but just for next season, where are they getting their scoring? Where, like, what is Embiid going to be doing yeah, when they're Horford's be, they're on the be court? Really, I mean, they're going to be really slow offensively, like that, like, like Harris, Horford, and Embiid are plotting kind of players. That's a terrible front court. I, I don't like. I, I don't like that fit at all. They can be teams playing small. Horford's not really a bully in the paint, so he's not really taking advantage too much of match mismatches. I think he's capable of doing that, though. In spots. In spots. But, like, there are going to be more dudes, I think, that could take advantage of Horford playing the four consistently. Yeah, I think I think, I think anyone thinking they could play Horford consistently. Horford, honestly, insane. should be coming off the bench. I agree. But you don't pay that dude as much as they paid him to come off the bench. To come off the bench. Simmons should be the four. But I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. But like <laughs> Horford should not be the starting power forward. The good thing I like about Horford, he gives them relief if Embiid gets hurt or takes games off or needs rest. Hopefully he doesn't come to that. Hopefully he's in shape and he's healthy. But that's not a guarantee. He hasn't been. Yeah. So 
Philly, uh, I mean, all right. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson's good. Don't talk. Don't disrespect right. Josh Richardson, man. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I'm happy that he's going to be, you all know, right. on a high-profile team. Um, it's going to be unfortunate because they're going to compare to JJ. He's not as good a shooter as JJ, but he's a hell of a defender and a hell of a competitor. Thibel looks good in the And summer. a good shooter. Thibel's defense is crazy. His defense has been solid, and his jump shot is really translated. Yeah. So. Um, it's going to be interesting. We're kind of we're taking the show on the road, man. We, we, we After this show, we fly to Vegas. Summer, summer league, summer league. Uh, any, any, any. We seen a little bit of the action, but any, any quick thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, hopefully, RJ Barrett looks better by the time you listen to this podcast. Hopefully, he's he's had a good game. Yeah, I think he's made. I think he's shooting twenty one percent in the first two games. So can't, can't play much worse. Yeah, can't play much worse. I hope. But shout out to my man Ignis Razdikis, who had thirty <laughs> second game in the summer league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did the Knicks find themselves another uh, Kyle Kuzma? That's what it looks like. I mean, Kuzma had similar spurts. Mm. What I will say is, uh, how I always evaluate summer league is, I, 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 I pause to really be concerned about anyone who plays poor in the summer league, but I do have a raised eyebrow of optimism for guys who play really, really well. So, yeah, man. I know that's very pro player think that way. But Josh Selby was a summer league legend. <laughs> <laughs> now, now there are guys who play great who don't end up working out. Right. But I do think that there is something that is impressive to me for a guy who can go out Especially there. Especially if you're a rookie. And, like, such, like, yeah, a rookie against all these guys that are trying to scrap and claw. And you go out there and you're able to you're perform excelling. at an extremely high level. Yeah. Uh, that really raises an eyebrow. So, anybody who plays well, I'm I'm paying attention to. Uh, and Iggy, certainly a guy who I liked in the draft, he's raised my eyebrow with, with what he's Hopefully done. Hopefully my guy, uh, Angus, your guy. Carson Edwards. Oh, Carson Edwards. He used the ball. Yeah, he's well. He's been balling too, which I'm not surprised. Carson Edwards. He'll be. He'll be a piece in that Celtic. Uh, oh, he's a backup point. I mean, he lost for his year. Yeah, he's he's a piece in that Celtic. Mister, Lo- I'm a, I'm a lottery pick according to uh, you know the Charlotte fans. That, yeah, but, yeah. I've never seen a team more distraught over a signing of a player, uh, like a major signing. Yeah, they, yeah, they hate the guy that they just signed. They hate him. It's crazy. They hate everything the organization's saying about him. Mitch Cup should say, yeah, we think he would have been a lottery pick if he was in this year's draft, which doesn't mean anything <laughs> at all. I mean, there are like 80 dudes in the league that would be lottery picks. I still can't believe he said that. He's 24 years old. I mean, good for him. He'd be a lot. He's a 15th pick in the draft <laughs> when he came out. But regardless, um, and the team, I mean, this dude's coming on Instagram, putting posting pictures of himself in Kemba's jersey. I mean, as if this dude had any self-awareness, the team, the fans were like, yo, I already hate this guy. This guy is disrespecting Kemba. Like, Kemba, Kemba did nothing wrong in, in Charlotte. I mean, it shows you, like, that's why I'm excited about Kemba. It's like, the fans love him in Charlotte. He left. He, oh, I mean, because Kemba plays with, like, he, like you're going to love him. Because Kemba, he just, he plays, like, with his heart on his sleeve. I mean, he plays so right. hard. He gives it his all. He's a, and that's what's unfortunate about a professional. Rozier, because, I mean, like, Rozier plays hard, too. And I'm sure for Charlotte, he, this is a guy that you developed, and he's walked to walk. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's a crush. That's a yeah, crush. It's crushing. And they, but I love that they're not taking it out on him. Oh, no, no, Jordan no. tried to be cheap. Yeah. He was yeah, like, they, they, have, they have bad ownership. They, just like the Knicks. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about Jordan is I think he's getting a bad rap for this Kemba thing. No, no, no. He's getting everything he deserves. Because I think... He's getting everything he deserves. We talk about all these bad contracts. Kemba would have been a bad contract. No, for no. Him. Here's where you're wrong. Because the issue wasn't necessarily not wanting to extend Kemba. It was you don't extend Kemba because you don't want to go on the luxury track because you paid 
Cody Zeller, Michael K. Right, Gilchrist, right, right. all these but bum, that, all these bums, right. but Nucleus Batum, all these bums that you gave crazy money to that we can't we can't give these guys yeah. away. What I don't get, and now your star player becomes available and he's not ready for his payday, and that's the guy you leave. And then you give lose? the money to Terry Rozier, and then the money went to, and then half the money went to Rozier. Yeah, signing trade. That's that's why he deserves it's all foolish. the smoke he is getting. He has done a miserable job. Clearly, they're, they're, they're establishing themselves as a tanking team. Which is smart, I think. Then so, why did you sign Rozier? Well, I don't get. I mean, he's not going to win them games. Now next year is a very all right. Three years, three years of Terry Rozier. Next year is a guard. very point guard heavy draft. Like and, may, and, you just, and you just signed a point seven, guard to a sixty million dollar deal. It may be seven years. point guards in the top ten, but that could be the that could be that, but that could still be the plans to tank. Um, but I, I, it's 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 still. Like, I don't know if Kemba, you sign Kemba, and then where are you at? You know what I mean? Again. Then you're going to be, the problem I have is, why didn't they trade him before? That Well, that was the other why thing. They, Mitch Kupchak, you didn't have to give him a contract. That's, but two, the, that's why it's twofold. The you narrative knew, you right knew now. You weren't going to sign him to a max, and then you let him go away free. You let him, and you still didn't make the playoffs. Like, <laughs> the narrative that they didn't want to trade him because the All-Star game was in Charlotte. I'm like, man. That really why you didn't trade the guy? Again, you want to talk about like I'd rather have the ruthless GM that's willing to make the smart move if it ruffles some feathers than the guy that's too scared to ruffle some feathers and he does dumb stuff <laughs> like keeping Kemba Walker and losing him for nothing. Well, they could have got something. Oh, they would have got a good. I mean, what Utah gave up for Conley with first round picks and yeah, Grayson Allen they could have got that. Utah would have given them more. Yeah, they would have been like, yeah, we'll give you every young prospect we yeah, have. Yeah, and the opportunity to sign Kemba long term. With the advantage of being offering him more money, there are plenty of teams that would have been like Boston, according to sources, wanted to trade Kyrie for Kemba the last three years. <laughs> Makes no sense, but like there are teams that would have that would have jumped at the, the opportunity. Uh, well, that's that's Michael Jordan and, and Mitch Kupchak for you though. I mean, Mitch Kupchak hasn't done anything pretty much since Shaq left, or no, not Shaq since uh since uh you know. Uh, Kobe left and and Bynum and them guys. That went since that championship reign, Miss Kupchak has been uh, one of the worst GMs in the league, and Jordan's been uh, a terrible owner since his Wizards days. So uh, this was part. Of, this is part for the course what we see from from those two. So this is. Oh but I mean, we talk about bad some of this other stuff. Nixon, other stuff. I mean, Charlotte, the mal, the the the, the malpractice that's going on in that front office is. Uh, yeah, the Knicks aren't are no longer like I don't think they've ever been the worst organization. I mean, there were times. There were times. There were times. Certainly. Sadly, there have been times in recent history. I don't think there have been times. Like I think not since like the Isaiah. Like they had like you know they were like deep into the luxury tax like Phil days. Jackson, Phil Jackson years were lean though. Yeah, but that was also during the heart of the the, the vet being so incompetent. <laughs> Fair enough. Era that yeah. like I gave him a pass. And he did draft KP. Right. So like you can only give him so much of a knock. Even then, it was like, is he a mad scientist? But, you know, you can't say that now. Charlotte right no. now takes the cake at the dumbest franchise in the league, and Phoenix is not far behind. Nope. You know, I know you love Cam Johnson, but that was not a, a very— I like Cam, but everything they've done since then, uh, <laughs> no, I can't. I cannot co-sign. Still no point guard. They're going Rubio, but— Yeah, yeah they got Rubio. He's their point guard now. <sighs> 20, 28 wins this year. Twenty nine over under. They had twenty eight. They had th- no, no. no. Oh, I'm saying, I'm saying I mean, Rubio is at the over under now. Uh, they will not make that. That's, that's under. So what are we doing? What are we doing, Phoenix? You had so many. They've had cap space for dec- for day- days, 
And they were like, we're going to bring in Rubio as the point guard? That's why I say, look, I'll go after Westbrook, man. I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So, like I said, we're taking the show on the road. We're going to Las Vegas for the Summer League. Um, hopefully, we'll have some really dope content for you guys coming back uh, once we get back on Friday. But, um, of course, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter, at New Generation Pod, and on Instagram, at New Generation Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and Instagram, Action EJ. Once again, that does it for now. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. For Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.